Material Components Episode 62 A Dragon's Heart Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you doing? Good. Wow. Pretty good. Was that a meow? Maybe. See, my computer froze <laughs> just for a second, and I thought everyone was just quiet. It was very <laughs> scary. There was like a half a second where that was true. But okay, okay. I just, uh, she fucked. Right. How's everybody Hi, doing? Everyone. Crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> and the part of all uh, the characters will be played by Mike. He can do it. Uh, yeah, no, probably. it won't be. Actually, because I'm Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloak Bearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, half elf rogue. And I am Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And uh, I would like to begin this session the same way I begin most sessions by asking all of you if you remember what happened last time. Nothing happened. Actually, was say, fine. first time ever, I don't fully know. So <laughs> this... I can actually say, I don't know what happened. It's your own That's fault, though. true. So, yeah. Well, I think the, uh, the bigger problem really... is that you know what happened up to a point. Right, yes. That is true. Done goof. Uh, but before Sid did the dumb, dumb, probably the dumbest thing ever. Well, um, did, we'll did see. It's a long dumb. campaign. <laughs> we finally made it to Enclave. Yay! Mm -hmm. Woohoo! And it's uh, it's real cool. It's like a if a tree fort were a city, or mm. if a city were a tree it's fort. So cool. Yeah, bit of both. And everyone's super nice, which is a nice, you know, change of pace. Yeah. Too nice. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> We can't take you anywhere. Yet somehow you... <laughs> Yet somehow we take him everywhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, you made it to the city of Enclave, that place on the edge of the Eastwood, which is the first step in your journey towards Fair Aimseer. Uh, it was here that you were to meet Darren Dunn and a collection of Rift Keepers. And so you did. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, did we. Mm -hmm. Best collection of rip rift keepers. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, uh, we got our satyr boy Canaeus, probably the coolest one. Except he's not. Like they're all <laughs> the coolest one. Like it's hard. It's so hard to choose. <laughs> um, big beautiful oni lady Etsko, and a very cool minotaur named Albadon. Arbadon. Yeah. Sorry, my R's look like L sometimes. <laughs> Yes, this is true. Those three professional rift keepers, uh, people who had seen the realm scars and at least participated in the closing of many of them. Uh, Etsuko, the Oni warlock, having closed two of 
them on her own, uh, Canaeus having only been present for the closing of them, and Arbidon having closed a few himself. Uh, over the course of your meeting, you got to know them a little bit. You learned their stories, kind of their, their deals, as it were, and they got Ooh. to know you a little bit. Meanwhile, Darren Dunn, as always, continued to drink himself towards oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sid did drink himself into some kind of oblivion. <laughs> We're not fully sure yet. Yes, uh, because of the ramifications of my stupid actions, but uh the inn within which you found yourselves was called the Queen's Servant, and apparently it was named that for good good reason. And uh Sid would not know this. Why would he? He has an intelligence score of minus 1. So, <laughs> would you like to let us know the ramifications of that low low intelligence score of yours? Well, um, I drank this uh, beverage, uh, the most expensive beverage in uh, in the bar called Mana, uh, which turns out is uh, part. It's like diluted blood of Mab and Queen Mab, Queen yeah. of Air and Darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Lady of Night and Magic. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Uh, and then after I drank it, I disappeared and don't remember what happened and I feel guilty, but I don't remember. So that's where I'm at. Yes. You received queen Mab's blessing in the form of mana. A single drop of her blood was enough to whisk you away to go about your business or her business. I should say somewhere mm. in the Eastwood upon your return, you left revitalized, refreshed, invigorated, having gained a plus one to your charisma for your troubles permanently. Yeah. But God, at what cost? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. The world may never know. <sighs> it's true. Yes, all, of the, all Sid was left with was a uh, an overriding sense of guilt and a very, and a very judgy, judgy sword. sword. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the sword is not, is generally judgy. I don't think any anything's really changed with that. That's true, yeah. It's true, the sword could be judging you for so many different things. <laughs> right. And typically is. And just, I just added to the list then, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently your sword, Stormpiercer, was perfectly aware of the evening's events, mm. uh, but has decided, at least for now, not to tell you what happened. As perhaps yep. a form of punishment? Well, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I am not happy about it. <sighs> okay, but yeah, that's pretty much... That's pretty much all I did last time. Uh, make a very, very silly decision. Yes, but uh, here in the eaves of the Eastwood, in the city of Enclave, apparently Archfey abound, because while Sid was busy dealing with the, the lady of the Queen's servant, mm. uh, the next morning, our good friend Grawl had an encounter of his own. Fuck. <laughs> Care to enumerate those details, Reed? Mm-hmm. Um, Grawl, being ever so uh, memorable, um, uh, forgot about his deal with the cop, Ayun, 
and uh, wandered aimlessly into the, the Eastwood with everyone else, forgetting all about uh, the fact that he said he would do a favor for the Cop Bayoon. Mm. Um, now, Cop Bayoon has come to collect, which is bad for Grawl. And uh, potentially another um, future friend of ours, um, whose name I don't remember. It is Grawl. I don't think the name was given, so I think you're okay. I think... Uh, uh, okay. Oh, no. It was given, but not... I know what the name is. I don't think it was given to us. Uh, if you're talking about the person you're supposed to take out, then we mm-hmm. do know her name. Oh, okay. Oh, we do. Or at least right. I, I do. Yeah. Sid knows it. I don't know if we know it, though. Um, Darren Dunn told me. Mm. Oh, he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I was there for that conversation. Yes, uh, you were instructed via his roundabout way of doing things that the Cot Bayoon required you to remove the second child of the elder Sidian Lucidian Lyodon. Great. <laughs> So that's remove be a is fun so, conversation. Remove is so vague. Take care of, remove, deal with. <laughs> These are all part of a video I shared with you guys yeah. yesterday. This is very funny. And just to be very, very clear, at a certain point in the conversation, the Kotbayun did ask, yep. do you know who I want you to kill? Yeah, I listened to it again. Yep. It's good to get the precise wording on these things. Yeah. It is. So yes, the Katbayun, the archfey of stories and uh, folk remedies, came asking for a return on his investment, having once upon a time cured Grawl of a uh, body of a gorilla left over from the Beastlands. That debt has now come calling. Just a question, real quick. The <laughs> hair growing on Grawl's arm, what color is it? It's like a stiff, brittle brown. Brown? Okay. It's cool. more like... making sure it wasn't, like, silver. Day by day, it's r- more reminiscent of, like, tuberous fibers than actual hair. Blech. Yuck. Hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't... No. That, that's bad. But yes, okay. now, uh, young Sid, wrapped in guilt and bursting with charisma, has uh, gone to go take a nap back at the Queen's Servant, while the rest of you are uh, walking towards the front door of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, as you have today, the 7th of So, to gather supplies for your journey into the Eastwood. You know that it will be about a five-day journey before you reach the edge of what has been called the Wilding. That strange (laughs) bubble of primal energy that is causing things to go crazy inside the Eastwood. But for now, you are going to go talk to a crazy extra-dimensional shopkeeper uh, with all of your new friends in tow. Mm -hmm. Darren Dunn and the Rift Keepers are following along as you... Follow the black and white form of Alexander, the capuchin monkey, through a uh, a low ramp around a corner. And there you see the green lantern 
flanked door of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Its strange sign emblazoned as though nailed to the side of a tree. Terrific. Nice. And as opposed to a lot of the other uh, shop faces and businesses and homes here in Enclave that are up in the trees, whereas those are all on level platforms, this is just a bend in a bend in the ramp leading downwards. So the door is sort of at an angle. <laughs> nice. So yeah, Alexander shows you to the door. I'm assuming you open it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, your four companions are a little unsure about what to expect. Tirza, you've been explaining to them briefly uh, how this is supposed to work, and they saw you enact the ritual that summoned the monkey. Canaeus uh, seemed to be of the opinion that Alexander was cool, so it was okay for you all to follow. A it is true. Opinion. He is a very cool monkey. Uh, Etsuko, the nine-foot-tall Oni woman is very, very interested in what this place, because it's only been briefly described to her as a, a traveling magic shop of some kind. Uh, Darren Dunn is kind of lagging behind, awkwardly trying to muster up the courage to talk to Cherish, though failing. Who is who is too busy to notice because she is so furious at Sid. <laughs> And that anger has not ebbed yet. <laughs> and also super worried about Grawl. That's great. It's fine. And How did I get out of talking about this? Saying I had to go to the bathroom? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who jokes? Highbrow. But yes, the door opens <laughs> into Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Uh, and there is this strange moment where you enter the door at an angle and the plane just sort of continues at that same angle. But as soon as you're inside the shop, you feel gravity lurch and shift and like, oh, whoa, this feels odd and terrible. But after a few steps, it kind of settles. So yes, the, the vaulted ceilings of Duskwalker Import and Export TM stretch out in front of you. The huge racks of arcane bric-a-brac spreading out in every direction. Uh, the fantastical uh, winco of magical arcane items. <laughs> Your four companions are dumbstruck by what is happening right now. Because the space that is now being revealed is way too big to be on the inside of this tree. Yeah. <clears throat> come, on, oh. come on, y'all. It's magic. Yeah. I mean, tears, it's magic. Tears, is, tears is doing a, like, pretty cool, right? <laughs> kind of head, head gesture. Alexander, off to the side, will throw the banana peel into the, the pile of artisanally sourced banana peels. One copper apiece. Mm -hmm. and then deposit the gold into a pneumatic tube. Uh, Canaeus walks in with just like a big stupid grin on his face, uh, looking around. Uh, they're all a bit more geared up today than they were yesterday, just hanging out in the bar. Mm -hmm. um, Canaeus has his longbow strung and put over one shoulder. He has a quiver of arrows riding at his hip. Uh... The bandolier that Arbanon wears is more laden with pouches and 
uh, bottles and other like bric-a-brac hanging off of him, and on his back is strapped this huge great axe with this kind of square head to it that ends in a point. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, and Etsuko has more of a, a traveling gear to her. She's wearing some, like, really nice-looking padded armor robes. There's, like, padded armor along her arms and up to her elbows and down across her shins and knees, and otherwise it looks more like a scholar's robes. And she's holding this big, heavy book under one arm. Nice. Uh, and her most of all is just flabbergasted by this place. Uh, Canaeus is laughing and impressed by the space, and his nostrils are flaring, and he's just like, this place smells familiar. Don't know what it is. Hmm, weird. Uh, yeah. That's uh, super also, weird. Also, uh, it probably goes without saying, but um, I would recommend not touching anything and even unless... as you say that Arbidon is like having a finger leaning forward moving towards uh, what is clearly a monkey's paw with a single digit held up that he's like <clears throat> about to touch of David with it Arbidon <laughs> most of this stuff isn't cursed and most of the stuff that is cursed is labeled but for safety's sake just don't touch anything oh. especially without the intent to buy Oh, got it. Um, sure. And he, like, <laughs> extends his hand and kind of pulls it away from the monkey's paw. Don't want to have a bowl in a china shop situation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Only half. Kind of. The one who is definitely, like, not letting out any oohs and ahs is Darren Dunn, who is just kind of like, suspiciously looking around this place. And, like, you see his attention will be drawn to something and he'll, like, glance at uh, a rack and move over to it and, like, squint at an item and then look around and he'll his attention will be attracted by something else and he'll, like, scurry over to it and look at it. Uh, meanwhile, Alexander's just waiting, like, are we going towards the middle or not? Just, like, looking around. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll go. All right, Darren everyone. Dunn can walking, be squinty all he wants. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alexander, leading you away, you <laughs> bustle the kids uh, on the field trip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, follow the monkey. Follow the monkey. D Darren? D Darren? Darren, it... we're going this way. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. Um, sure. And he, like, shuffles up behind at the rear of the, the procession. Uh, what is something you see as you are wandering through the the twisting shelves and racks of Duskwalker Import and Export TM? Something fantastical that you could never afford. Um, I wrote this in my journal at the end of last session. Um, and when I opened my journal today, it took me a second because then I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> chain mail, but it's teeth. Wow. Oh, God. So you see this chainmail, what you at first think to be chainmail shirt. And then, like, as you're getting close to it, uh, 
Arbidon was the first to like come up to it, and he's just like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Um, and like you get I close, love him. and you see that each link is actually a humanish sized tooth that has been drilled through the middle to create mm-hmm. a chain link, but the like bicuspids are still visible at the bottom of each link. How these teeth were, like, linked together in this way, you have no idea. Don't know? Probably don't want to know. Also, why? Also, why? (laughs) Um, Tirza sees, um, there's, like, a little stand, uh, and on it, is a tiny box that just says zoo on the front. And there are two, like what look like flies flying around the box. And as she gets closer, she realizes like, Oh, those are like tiny, tiny birds. And then she notices that under the stand is uh, another box, but it's like got a canvas over it. Um, and as she lifts it up, there's, she can see it says zoo two on the front and there's a hole in the side of the box. And, uh, as she's like lifting it up, a spider with like a weird, like torso almost looks like a, like a monkey (laughs) just (laughs) scurries off into the shop. And Steve Buscemi pops out with his crazy broken glasses and scurries away. I too. did just watch Spy Kids too. That part of Spy Kids too. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about at first, and then and then I was like, "Wow, that sounds a lot like Spy Kids too." Nah, nah, she's not making a Spy Kid. Oh my god, she's making a Spy Kids two reference. All of my references are trademarked. And Canaeus is uh, watching this, and he says, <laughs> "Hope that thing doesn't find any sugar." What? How does he know? It's <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, Grawl uh sees off in the distance a kind of like. Uh, you know those the, the racks that rotate um, that have like all the sunglasses on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not sunglasses. There's different like um, they're little poles, and they've got a little kind of hook at the end. Kind of looks like a hand, some sort of one would say back scratching device. Um, but instead of it being like a little wooden hand, it's a little hand, and it's like it's real good at scratching. Some of them have really long claws, and you can just see them from far away. They're just kind of going like... That's the sound effect of fingers moving. Okay, Elliot, you your idea was chainmail but teeth. You okay, the teeth are, grossed the teeth are out dead. That. The teeth are dead and not moving. The hands are dead, too. They just happen to be moving yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> really quick, I did see uh, in Instagram this gal like does a lot of cool like manicures and like nails and stuff. But one of the things she did was create little tiny person hands <laughs> on her nails mm, <laughs> so that the nah. hand, the nails were hands. It was so funny. I laughed so hard last night. I started crying. My mom was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> no, the tiny so hands. Good. 
And she did little feet too. It's horrible. <sighs> Etsuko will like stand up next to you and look at this thing and just like immediately turn heel, not saying anything, and <laughs> walk away. <laughs> uh, I grab one, pick it up, and it waves goodbye to Etsuko. <laughs> I put it back down. And when you put it back down, it gives you a thumbs up. Fist bump. It fist bumps you back. I, I I need to get one of these. <laughs> Just so you can fist bump it? Yeah, it's like an attached mage hand. <laughs> it's uh, terrible. <laughs> it's a manual mage hand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Made with actual mage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and hands. Yeah. <laughs> Locally sourced. Yep. Oh my god. As uh, you follow Alexander deeper and deeper into the the store, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Other than Sid, perception. obviously. Come on, baby. Oh, that's pretty good. Why? 17. 7. Also 7. Cool. Cherish, you're really the only one to notice that... Uh, Darren Dunn is falling farther and farther behind. His eyes keep getting drawn to stuff, and he'll stand there inspecting it and, like, shaking his head in what looks like disbelief. And he's, like, he's definitely trailing behind the group, constantly distracted by more and more stuff. Okay, And it's well... not, it's not like the usual kind of distraction you see in the store where it's like, ooh, look at that thing, ooh, look at that thing. He seems to be getting progressively angrier. Okay, I know my way around here. Guys, I... I'll catch up. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Wait with the hand again. <laughs> Do you take the hand with you? I'm going to see how much they cost. <laughs> <laughs> are you bringing this one with you for a price check, or are you just going to ask after them? I'll I'll bring one with me. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I want one that's got, like, rings on it. Uh, you get one that is a, like, uh, what looks like a skeletal hand in a spiky gauntlet. Awesome. Reminds me of I actually have one of those. <laughs> it's actually, they're actually salad tongs, but I do use them as back scratchers. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the group, uh, presses on following Alexander's exasperated waving. And cherish you fall back, approaching Darren Dunn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at the moment, he is looking at a... a looks like a series of crests. They are emblematic of dwarvish culture. They have, like, uh, very art deco lines to them. Um, and they seem to be a, a series of dwarvish faces emblazoned with, uh, like, different facial features. But all of them very linear and angular. And he's just shaking hey. his head. Hey, come on. This place is, like, weird and, you know, magic. So I don't know how often this... Because this is different every time we come in. So I don't want you to get lost in here. And he, like, turns suddenly when you approach as though he wasn't really paying attention. And he says, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. What, what is this place? I mean, it's, it's a, 
magical item emporium, essentially. Uh, Extra planar and all that junk. Right. Yeah. All right. I mean... My mom's letter... Whoever gave me to Omatep seemed to know who he was. That... So... Right. Yeah. That, I, your mom, he says in, like, a moment. He doesn't, like, put air quotes around or anything. He's, he's just struggling to say it. She gave you to the bloke who runs this place, then? Yeah, he happened to be in whatever layer of hell at the time, and I don't know the details, and he, all he told me was some gold tiefling shoved me into his arms and told him to run. And then he got through a, one of the realm scars and with Kalkin and Sid's mom. And Darren Dunnell sort of just, like, lean back onto his heels, or put his hands into his coat pockets, and kind of nod, but then shake his head and say, This place feels wrong. I don't know. Can't put my finger on it. Doesn't help that there's all this, you know, like, wave a hand at the stuff in front of him and back towards some other stuff that he was looking at. He's... It's from where I'm from. It's where... It's where your mother was from. Uh... What did... Oh, what did Sinerva say? Um... <sighs> uh, Cherish would probably remember, but I don't 100%. Uh, the name of the place? Yeah. Toral. Toral. And... She yeah. said that we're from somewhere in Chorus, and she's from, what'd she say, Orth? I didn't, like, uh, what did that mean? Yeah, that's... This, well, I don't know about this, but the the valley is, uh, it's the name of the world is uh, Chorus. Um, oh, uh, that's, uh, that's the name of another... There's a bunch of Worlds, I guess, or there were. I'm. I don't know anymore. <sighs> uh, Mike, we've talked about multi, multiplanar theory, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Brief summation In is that like, the idea of multiple material planes is a fringe theory at best, but you're yeah. <laughs> getting more and more evidence that it is. Straight yeah. up true. Uh, yeah. General, like, great wheel plane theory is generally accepted truth, but the idea of multiple material planes is a bit more of a head-scratcher for most people. Mm -hmm. Though, Darren Dunn is apparently saying that he, in this place is direct evidence of those realms. Yeah. So all this stuff is from different material planes. I mean, there's probably stuff from other planes here too, but... Yeah. Yeah. 
I think so. And for the first time since you've really known him, Darren Dunn seems about as close to sober as he's going to get. He definitely had some drinks during breakfast, but it's not like he was destroying wine bottles like he was the previous night. Yeah. And the fact of this place seems to have sobered him up further. Well, if you want to talk to Omatep more about it, we should catch up with the others. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And he... In the distance, you can see the others still making their way down an aisle, and you can hurry to catch up. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of you are making your way into the Eldritch Bodega, that is the nerve center of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. As you're coming in, you can see that you are not the only customers here. Uh, Omatep is standing behind the counter, and he seems to be bartering with a... A tall, muscular man with these huge moose antlers coming out of his head. Cool. And he's got this big furry cape that is like half draped over his shoulders. And it comes down to about halfway down his back. And you can see at first what you thought is more of the furry cape. But then you can see just like there is a prodigious amount of hair on his shoulders and back and chest. Yes. It's awesome. And uh, they seem to be bartering over something. Uh, but there's no, like... Because the last time we were here, when there were other people here, it was bad news. But this seems yeah. normal and good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Omatep okay. is just like... It's like, I, I, I could not part with this for anything less than 2,000 gold. I'm sorry, my friend, but that is as low as I go. And this other person says, Oh, come on, I think you could go a little bit lower than that. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. How That's did I, what I was know? hoping for? How did I know? <laughs> I tell you what, I've got about uh, eighteen hundred gold right here that I can part with you, and uh, you you do that, and I I swear I can make up the rest for you later. And you know, Otep's like, I, I don't so know. Bad. This is a one of a kind bag of colding, my friend. You put meat in here, it does not go bad. And the, the figure with the moose antlers is just like, okay, well, tell you what, I could do 1850, but then that's all I got, I swear. Like, look, I'm emptying out my coin purse under the counter. That's all I got. And Omadab is like, well, if it's all you got, okay, I think we can probably make this work. Jeez. Oh, my God. Um. And always right in the world again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Omatep like scoots the money over into his lockbox and passes over this what looks like a very hairy bag of holding over to uh, this moose person. And he's just like, oh, thank you very much there, sir. Uh, it's a good doing business with you, Mr. Duskwalker, sir. Be sure to swing by again sometime. He's like, that's okay. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, more customers. What a busy day this has been. And he's the moose person turns and you can see this just like he is this like thick, robust humanoid with mooseish features. He's got kind of like long face and this uh, big antlers coming out of his head. Very hairy. Um, the the 
what you thought was a cape is actually more of like a big hairy vest that he's wearing, but it doesn't quite close over this huge broad chest. Um, very much um, uh, the sensei's wife or the sensei's husband from a uh, Full Metal Alchemist, just like yeah. big slab of dude. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just like thick washboard stomach with like no real abs, but just like this clear this guy is made of a chunk of muscle. Yeah. And he'll turn and see you all and go, oh, hey there. Hello. Hi. Well, that was nice. Gotta get going. And he'll like bustle past you. <laughs> I don't know how to react to this person. Oh, Omatepo wave and say, have a good day! <laughs> Sig. Sig Curtis. I could not remember his name. It's going to bug me. <laughs> and uh, Omatep's eyes will brighten as he sees this big crowd of people coming in. He's like, ah, yes, excellent! Some old friends and some new friends! Hello, Omatep. Yeah, we brought some uh, new folks. Mm-hmm. Quick, uh, important question, Omatep, before we get into anything other important than, than what I've got here. How much is this? I need to know now. Ah, yes, of course. You're talking about the handy hands. Uh, very handy to have around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could part with, uh, well, that particular model is the uh, deluxe, of course. You got the armored hand there on the end. Uh, I could part with that for no less than, say, uh, 50 gold. Done. Done. <laughs> Excellent. Sold, my friend. Will you be taking that out of your in-store credit? Store credit. That will knock me down to, I believe my store credit's 15? Or is it 10? Good, good. The less of that you have, the better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it keeps uh... us coming back into the store, Omatek. This is true, but I should hope that uh, sometimes some uh, uh, hard currency might come your way. You are uh, strapping adventurers, after all. Yeah, we tend to not get paid for any of the stuff we do, unfortunately. Yeah. And of course, uh, Omatep, his uh, wiry frame and his strange uh, shirtless uh, faded gi, his bald head, his uh, sharp features, he will come around the counter and say, Please, come in, come in! And who are these uh, fine folk you bring to my shop today? Well, introduce them all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you get to Darren Dunn, who is sort of like lurking at the back of the crowd, uh, you Please see don't embarrass us. that he has this horrifically angry expression on his face. He is staring at Omatep with just these fixed silver and black eyes of his, just staring daggers at the small man. Oh, somebody knows someone. <laughs> so you do know him? Ex-lovers. <laughs> Cherish, who are you saying that to? To Darren. And Darren Dunn will say, Oh, I know him all right. I didn't know his name, but I fucking know him. And Omatep will be like, <laughs> My friends, um, <laughs> it's always good to have returning customers. <laughs> kind of like staring awkwardly at this uh, conversation as the crowd sort of like parted to reveal uh, Cherish and uh, Darren. 
How do you know each other? This little fucker slunk into our lair and stole half my fucking hoard. Ooh, also confirmed. Dragon theory confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> and I, even I was as just about to say, Tears goes, Oh, he is a dragon. <laughs> and as Tears murmurs that to herself, you can see that there are these like silvery metallic scales creeping up Darren Dunn's neck, like slowly up to his jawline. His eyes go from like they were weird, like silver with black dots in the center, to totally silver. Oh, awkward. Uh. And the rest of the Rift Keepers are staring back and forth between Omatep, who they just met, Darren Dunn, who they really only just met, and you all, who they also just met. Yeah. Okay, how can we defuse this situation? Darren Dunn is like, you could have sworn he's grown a couple of inches just in the yeah. last couple of moments. <laughs> Maybe about to be really bad. And uh, Omatep will just like, un with his like shit-eating grin on his face, like, look, I, you probably have the wrong guy. I, uh, look, I, the odds of me having stolen a uh, a horde? Did you say I cannot carry a horde? Look at me. Um... And Darren Dunn is going to take a hard step forward, just like with a, a breath out of his nose. And you can feel this intense cold coming off of him. I think, oh god, I hate, I hate this. Uh, I think that Tirza, like, not in a threatening way, but just kind of, like, shifts so that she's, like, slightly in front of Omatep. Just a little... And Omatep will shift, so he's slightly more behind Tirza. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair and fine. And uh, Omatep will say, <laughs> uh, um, Alexander! And Darren Dunn will take another hard step forward and say, That's where all this fucking stuff comes from. This sneak thief breaking into people's houses, breaking into people's homes, stealing what's not his. Uh, listen, I'm I'm sure this is all just a misunderstanding. Uh, Omatep. Yes, of course, a misunderstanding. This man has misunderstood a great many things, clearly. God, why are you the least convincing person? Grawl, <laughs> uh, any reaction to any of this? I'm, I'm, I'm. I've got the the tiny hand up over my mouth in shock. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah. Hell's yeah, it is. Uh, uh, oh my god. This is why we play D and D. This. Deskwalker mm -hmm. dies. <laughs> um, Is anyone going to try to step in and defuse the situation? Lord! Uh, do it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I like uh, we alive, need that extra so. point of charisma. Sid, come here. 
Uh, I'm going to step in front of Darren Dunn and I am going to say, look, I know you're upset. I understand. But this place is tied to him. If you kill him in here, we're all going to fade out of existence, probably, or something worse, okay? And I am going to roll a persuasion check. Uh, deception check. Because Des- I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. Deception check. Which I have a plus 10 to, because Derek Dunn is striking. He 100% is. No. Uh, that is becoming very, very clear. Yeah. Uh, how's a 27 sound? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Considering, so he rolled an 8, oh. and he has a plus 10 to insight. So, he only got an 18, so that is very good that you rolled so high. Okay. And uh, he will stop as you get in front of him, and his silver eyes will flash down to you as you imploringly put a hand up, trying to stop him. Stare at you, look over to Tirza, look past Tirza at Omatep, and just... Let out a breath and begin to deflate a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean literally, because he's going to shrink slightly so that he's (laughs) back to his normal height of about 5'11". And he's going to say, Just make him admit that he did it. Omatep? This one's on you, bud. Omatep is gonna, like, lean out a little bit from behind Tirza. (laughs) Um... I'm sorry. I, uh, going to have to narrow it down a little bit. A cast zone of truth. Oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Do it. You should cast zone of truth. (laughs) And Omatep will, yeah, say, you're going to have to narrow it down a little bit. What did I do exactly? And Darren Dunn will say, You stole from the layers of Dessel Darren Dunn and Valmarad race. And Omatep will say, Oh! Um, yes, yes, I did do that. I definitely did do that. Um, look, it was a long time ago. I was a very young and impressionable man at the time. And, uh, Alexander will have come up at this point and is, like, resting on one of the shelves that is sort of between Omatep and Darren Dunn. And Alexander will just be shaking his head. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And Omatep will point accusingly at the monkey and say, Hey, you were there too! And then Alexander will get a sheepish look on his face and go, "Mm," with a little shrug. I'm looking at between them, very disappointed. (laughs) Ah, look, if there's anything I can do to uh, (laughs) settle this debt, I'm sure... um, 
I would be more than willing to give you a uh, 10% discount to any purchase you might make here at Dust Clocker Import and Export Wow. Tirza is doing the, wow. like, like has turned and is doing the, like, uh, cut-off gesture. <laughs> it's that Jonah Hill gif of just, like, <laughs> nah, man. And when you, like, do that, he goes, 15%? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're all gonna die here. 20% is as high as I go. Unbelievable. Do you, I mean, do you still have the stuff? Um, Grawl's gonna crack the knuckles on the, the handy hand in an intimidating uh, <laughs> way. Um, and I'm gonna try to make an intimidation check here to try to get a bonus to this. You have, sure. Give me an intimidation check. Okay. With disadvantage. <laughs> a disadvantage? Because you're doing your hand on this, like, tiny little hand. <laughs> it's the deluxe model, though. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's the deluxe. Mm -hmm. Okay, disadvantage. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, that's still a 20. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, long as, so long as no one is paying attention to, like, the mid-torso down, seeing the other hand holding the end of the stick, it does look intimidating, so long as the <laughs> shot is framed properly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Omatap will say, look, I'm sorry, but, um, I, I don't have any of that stuff anymore. Not, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I was only taking hard currency. It was gold, silver, copper, platinum, no, nothing uh, crazy. Magic items are too hard to transport. At least they were back in the day. I, of course, I have found more recent methods of transporting magical items. I could sell you one or two things that could, and then, like, everyone is just like, yeah. uh, um. And Omatev says, right, 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 um, yes, uh, money, money, do you, do you want money? I could give you, s mm hmm, mm hmm, uh, hmm. You're so close there. Ro Bring it home, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it, run it to home, come on. <laughs> I think that would only be fair, right, Omatev? Uh, um, well, you know, it was so long ago, who can tally such a, an amount? We would never know exactly how much was, and Darren Dunn will say, it was exactly 4,372 platinum, 592 gold. 5,672 silver and 1,432,396 copper. Wow. Tirza just like gives a little shrug at Oma's head, like, he's a dragon. He's a dragon. <laughs> and Etsuko will say, he's a dragon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Again, we're not very good at subtlety. Canaeus will let out a laugh, and Arbadon will say, Holy shit, he's a dragon. I sort of look back at Darren, and I'm like, I mouth like, sorry. And Darren is just like, oh, fucking great. And like, suddenly he's just like all out of it, and he just like throws his hands up, and he says, I'm, I, I can't be here, I can't be here, I can't be here right now. 
I'll, can't. I'll, I mean, I can, I'll take you back to the entrance. And uh, Alexander will leap down and shake a head at you and then just like look up at Darren Dunn and wave and start leading him out. And Darren Dunn's like, yeah, sure, whatever, follow the monkey, okay. I thought he had told you guys. I don't know why he didn't tell us. <laughs> yeah, I just sort of figured it out, and again, we don't we don't talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, Canaeus will say, "I knew." Well, you're awesome and all knowing, so like yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> it's like. Uh, pretty obvious, actually. Yeah, right. Like enough stuff adds up, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it? I don't. Okay. Uh, Darren Dunn will okay. be led away as the tension okay. slowly diffuses out of the room. Well, that went terribly. <laughs> How did you even get away from them? Ah, believe it or not, so <laughs> funny. Uh, wow, never thought I'd see that guy again. What are the odds? <laughs> I mean, really, the, the 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 odds themselves are very high of ever seeing a that because I could have sworn Toral didn't, you know, uh, exist anymore. So the odds of that were very slim. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? How did you even... Like, how how did you get caught and then not die? Oh. <laughs> um, well, that is a very funny story. You see, it was the lair of a, a gold and a silver dragon. Apparently, they were mates at the time. Um, I only found this out later because I thought it was just the lair of the silver dragon. And he was out at the time. So I thought, you know what? Hey, boom. Guy comes in there, gets the money, and leaves. That's classic story, right? Get to the dragon's sure. lair, you get all the gold, you leave. Everybody sure. wins. Dragon gets to go collect you... more money, and I get all of that money. It would help if you had something like like a ring that made you invisible or something. But... Oh, yeah. yes. I have some of those now, but uh, at the time, I was working with a v bit of a shoestring budget. Uh, this was before the shop, mind you. Back in my uh, young, rowdy days. Your acquiring phase. I it was a time of vast acquisition and uh, youthful roaming. Okay. So the gold dragon. So Valamardes was there. Uh, the big gold dragon. Yes, um, he was definitely there. Uh, but uh, she and I had a delightful conversation, and uh, I don't know. She decided to let me go. With half of Darren Dunn's money? Her words, not mine, mind you, her words were the money was only making him weak. Apparently she didn't look too kindly on the whole avarice of dragons thing. Oh my god. <laughs> she thought it was a valuable lesson for her partner. 
Uh, oh, I know that so Jaren Dunn is the ice dragon, but that was stone cold. Oh. <laughs> you know, I have made one or two dragons laugh in my time, but that was the first. That's awesome. She seemed rather amused by the whole situation. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Um, How do you know that person, dragon guy? How much is it worth to you? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Cherish. Cherish Iron Strike. You are very good. <sighs> How much is Omatep's curiosity worth? This is a very good question. <laughs> He'll look around as though, like, wanting Alexander to be there to help him decide, and Alexander's not there, and he's like, oh, shoot, uh, how about 500 in-store credit? Well, okay, okay, so out of character. Uh, and also for our audio listeners, we're gesturing for Elliot to go higher. Yeah, yeah. So for 500, I would tell Omatep that, like... We met Darren Dunn at a summit of leaders a month ago or whatever. Up to you. Yeah. Do you want to try to bargain higher or? I think. Because I don't know how, because again, right, I don't know how much more trouble would come my way if I'm like, oh yeah, he's my stepdad. His Ooh. his ex-wife who he thought was dead is my mom. <laughs> you could just say, well, I'm not there, but uh, Yeah. Yeah. Please just say he's my stepdad. <laughs> he's my stepdad and I fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> What's it going to be? That's a good sound. <laughs> we'll just go with the 500 for now. Okay. Um, well, we met him uh, in the drylands uh, about a month ago in a summit of representatives from around the valley. Talking about all the stuff that's going on. All um, the bad stuff. Who does he represent? Uh, he's from Fair Ames here. Hmm. He was the representative of Fair Ames. Yeah. That's that elf place, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Wonder how he ended up there. Huh. Okay, thank you. Yes, 500 in-store credits for you, Cherish. Thank you for thank this. Thank you. Yeah, the story of how he ended up there is, like, the really interesting part, right? It's the juicy bits. And Omatap's eyes will just be like, <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> In particular, this time, I oh. <laughs> You are the worst, Tirza! The worst! <laughs> Tirza just, like, 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 big eyes, like, who, me? What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad ah. influence on us. It's true, I am. This is known. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know what everyone else is here for, um, but I need... 
some magic ink. Magic ink? Hmm. What kind of magic ink? For spells. Ah. What kind for spells? Inscription ink. Yes, this this I can help for help you with in bulk. How much do you need? Well, the teleportation circle spell only says magic ink, so I don't know how much I need. I mean, it's consumed, so like enough for a bunch of teleportation circles. Yeah, like enough for rare five chocks infused circles? rare chalks and inks infused with precious gems with 50 gp so 50 golds worth of this kind of stuff per casting yeah, yeah. um so if you how many do you like yeah he can sell it to you in bulk uh 50 golds worth is a uh a small bottle probably mm -hmm. uh 20ish ounces of the stuff um, actually less than that. A small bottle would probably be only like 16, 12 ounces. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, he can sell you that for 50 gold. Okay. And it is a, an ink that has been infused with, uh, rhinestone. Neat. Ooh. Like ground up rhinestone that has been sprinkled in the ink. Okay. So that's 50 GP for one use. Um, yeah, well, I should probably get like... Alternatively, he can sell you chalk that is made with uh, rhinestone like rolled into it as well. Also pretty cool. Which functions the same. But yeah. uh, each stick of chalk, uh, which you would consume in the use of this spell, is 50 gold apiece. Okay. And Omatep will say, it really just depends on what you're writing on. Right. Um, how about two ink bottles and two pieces of chalk? Easy enough. So, 200 and gold. I'd like to use done. my in-store credit, please. Of course. Um, and then I have a question to ask you later, but I'll let everyone else do their shopping first. Oh, okay. Uh, Grawl, Tears, are you looking for anything specific? Hmm. Hmm. Tears, you're up. Oh, I... I don't have any money. I, like always, am mostly just here because I like visiting. Oh, thank you, Tears. Of course, if you have any, uh, juicy information, like, say, oh, I don't know, uh, how Darren Dunn became to be a leader of, uh, the Fair Ames here, you could, uh, easily tell me that for some in-store credit. I just shrug. Ah! The worst. <laughs> yeah. Reed, it's all you. Hmm. <laughs> Anyone think uh, the information uh, about who the Harrowman is is worth anything? Considering you don't know who the Harrowman is? We can lie. Well, that'll end well. We're pretty yeah. sure it's this weird voice into Lila's head. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to use her name, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, mm, I don't it's a cat called Orion. Else. I don't know. Yeah. He wears the. Uh, 
a galaxy ball around his neck. People played marbles with him. The secret Anyways, is on the uh, Ryan's belt, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think there's anything I particularly wish to purchase that will top my handy hand. Okay. Yeah, and in, right. inside the bodega, as always, there's like uh, racks of rods and wands and uh, rings and amulets. He's got a couple of uh, things he's showing off uh, on the uh, the central display this time around. Um, he has a uh, a bottle that is like swirling with uh, strange little like snappy fireworks in it. He says, "This is brand new. Just came in. This is a weapon enchantment in a bottle. Can you believe it? You smash this over a weapon, and it will become what is called a weapon of warning." It will make it so mm-hmm. enemies cannot sneak up on you. You will be instantly aware of any sort of ambush that will occur while you are asleep, so long as that sleep is non-magical. When you are uh, attacking and uh, a- a- encountering battle, it will also g- give you advantage on the the initiative, as it were. And then he'll point to a pair of boots that are like hovering just above the oh. the display, and they're like flapping with little wings on the uh, the ankles. All the things I want, Mike. And he, and he says, Sid, "And these Sid, you can turn into lightning." Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Flying boots, pretty God, easy. So you get it. Mm. Uh, there is can, a can, small can set of uh, the pipes, and it looks like a, a small like miniature bagpipes. Uh, with, like, a bunch of stenciled rats uh, etched into the bag. And it's like, these very good pipes of the sewer. Call yourself a horde of rats. Who doesn't want a horde of rats? This is true. That's true! Uh, that would have been really helpful in Stormhaven. Point to uh, a, a small, ornate brown and box with uh, gold leafing on it. It's like, the folding boat! How much is the folding boat again? Folding both is only 500 gold. Oh, shit. Damn it. Could have bought it. Could have bought it. There's a small... That was 300 for some reason. There's a small bag. Probably was at one time. And he'll open it up and pull out very, very carefully a single gray marble. Beads of force. You hurl these at your enemy and they will explode. A bag of 10. Only 700 gold. Limited time only. And he'll gently place the bead back into the pouch. Uh, and he'll point back at the case. Of course, I've got all my own stones over there. And he'll uh, point to the, the Dragon Slayer sword. Like, of course, you know, the Dragon Slayer. Very useful. And all the potions you could ever want. Um, Etsuko is over at the wand rack poking around. And she'll pick up a uh, uh, strange wand that has, like, a firm handle with, like, a, a wavy... Uh, curved end to it and she'll say, how much for this one? And he will give it a glance and say ah, wand of magic missile very useful if you just want to shoot lots of magic missiles, which is exactly what that wand is for. I will give it to you for the low, low price of 1,000 gold and Etsuko will just say done and place 10 platinum on the counter. High roller! Jeez. And what we'll go. Okay, I like these new people. <laughs> and Canaeus will roll up on those tiny bagpipes and go. 
and the pipes. I'll take the pipes. Don't care how much it is. And uh, Omatep will say, okay, uh, 700. All right, 700 gold for the, the rat pipes. Awesome. Cool. Great. <laughs> Done. And Canaeus will shell out for those. Uh, Arbidon will, like, glance at the weapon enchantment and shake his head and it's like, where's the fun in that? It's kind of true. Yeah. And he'll move over to the bag of beads of force and go, there we go. <laughs> and he will buy those. Nice. Hmm. Damn. Uh... What uh, the the one book is gone, right? Which one? One super the one the plus. Oh god, what was it? Like book of strength or something? Book or, of manual fitness. Yeah. Uh no, that's still there. Is there a, still there? Okay, I just, just so much though. Yeah. Um. Oh, this mm-hmm. book's good. Um. Tell them kind we of... know who the Harrowman is. <laughs> Again, I don't know. Don't no, really. Um, how? Uh, any, any, any rings or amulets that he's got on display? Oh yeah, tons. Cool. Um, because I'm at one item right now. Yeah, I think I'm only got. One. I'm only attuned to one item. Uh, so uh, I'll take a look at some of the rings and amulets. Okay. Um, uh, there's rings of protection of all sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one okay. to plus three. Um, okay. Those range from a plus one ring of protection is uh, 450. A plus two mm-hmm. is uh, 4,500. And a plus three yeah. is uh, 45,000. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the plus three. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take 10, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, one for everything. Um, uh, they've got. Hey, friends. <laughs> Um, there are several amulets. You see there is, I mean, yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. Um, any sort of, hmm, I was thinking ring of protection, um, but, uh, I already went over pearl of power last time I was here and I don't think I want one of those unless, what were the prices on those per Uh, level? Well, the Pearl of Power only has, like, a standard rate. Just, yeah, max four. Okay, uh, what was the price on that? Uh, Pearl of Power will run you 4000 4000 okay, can't afford that. Um, what about, like, um, I can't get my There is a back. Ring of Spell Storing. Yes, okay, what about that? A Ring of Spell Storing will run you 5000 Well, I've got... Two thousand five hundred. Uh, I've got one thousand nine hundred and fifty. Yeah. Damn. Turns out, magical items that do really cool stuff are very expensive. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Sir. Which is why but when you why? find them, which is why when you find them in a dungeon, you shouldn't forget that you have them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that thing back, but when I get it back, it won't matter. <laughs> I still want my necklace of fireball beads back. I yep. I want my gauntlet. I I need it back. <laughs> well, then you better go find your friendly neighborhood citizen of Ling. 
Guys, what can we sell? I don't what want to, though. <laughs> I want that ring. Like, I'm just going to beat him up and take my yeah. stuff back. I can do so much more cool shit now. <laughs> I don't want to touch him, though. All... Um, Let's I all mean... hit him with lightning at the same time. Reed, are you buying anything? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Okay. Um, and your three companions will stock up on some healing potions. Um, Canaeus will oh, grab nice. a two graders and a superior. Uh, Etsuko will grab a couple of regulars, and Arbadon will, uh, in the most baller move any of you have ever seen, he will just bring out like a casino rack worth of platinum and just, like, slap it on the counter and buy a Supreme oh Potion of Healing. How, where, where, uh, yeah. people, friends, Romans, countrymen, <laughs> lend me your platinum. And please. Arbidon will shrug and say, I don't really spend my bark wash pay on anything, so it seems as good a time as any. I, I need Do to... you live for free? Guys. Pretty much. I mean, sleep outside, eat whatever I can find out in the Eastwood. Guys, we need oh to get hired by the Bark Watch. Well, you guys, we're all Bark Watch now. <laughs> we have to go. Hold on. So we've got our supplies. Um, we're going to spend the rest of the day filling out our job applications <laughs> to be in the Bark Watch. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> we have a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah. Um. And very good references. <laughs> The best reference. Yeah. The one. Um, um, hey, um, hey, new friends, my new favorite friends on a perilous mission that I hope we don't die on. Um, you know, just if, if you have any extra platinum, just like just hanging out in your pocket, if you want to share some of the love. Uh, uh, Esiko has know. literally spent everything she had. Uh, Arbadon is just going to laugh and say, got to earn your own way. And uh, Canaeus will grin and say, what do you give me? I have here a very... I have the deluxe model of the heavy hand. Crawl, you just bought that. Right. They're only 50 gold. I can go buy one myself. This is the deluxe. And I've touched it, so it's worth probably, I don't know, I'd say two, two thousand. And no, Mamatap will say, no refunds! No refunds. Yeah. So. Anyways. Fair enough. Okay. And Canaeus will be like, look, I got the money, but what do you give me in return? I'm dealing with my own problems Kiss. right now that involve favors. Um, how about... I got nothing, guys. I got, I got nothing good <laughs> to yeah, offer. Yeah, I don't know right what you I... would have that would be worth a platinum. Even one platinum. <laughs> right, I know that. I know that. Um... Maybe next time. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And, uh... As Omatep is wrapping up everyone's purchases, he's just like, Oh, been a very good day today, except for the whole dragon thing. <laughs> but, you know. Right. Yeah. Won't be the first, won't be the last. Uh, Omatep, I wanted to um, ask you something. 
Um, Please, my friend Cherish, I am all ears. So I have this imp, right? My familiar. Okay. Ah, yes. Technically. Impish familiar. Those are always useful. They could become invisible and fly around. Yeah. Uh, except when he dies and then goes back to hell and yep. then fucking rats on me. That to, is what they do. Literally. To... Probably can't say her name out loud. You're not usually supposed to do that. Um, Omotep will look around and so... lean in and say, It's okay here. Glacia. Oh. Get sell that information. Your imp is working for Glacia? Yeah. The Glacia. Yeah. Don't you have a bounty out from... Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's not good. It's not. No. So, basically, he's going to be dismissed. He's dismissed. He's in timeout, essentially. Mm-hmm. Until I can figure out a way to keep him quiet when I eventually undismiss him and then kill him with every imaginable spell that I have. Now, I just don't know how to do that. Yes, I see. I know um, that contracts are a big thing, and I, I'm thinking about making a contract in Magic Ink and maybe Blood, but I just I don't know enough about this stuff. And of course, you know, he's not going to tell me. It's true; they are very tricksy like that. Um, hmm. Uh, Cherish, I would say I am not a legal authority. I am not uh, some kind of uh, planar lawyer. So take any advice I give you with a grain of salt, or mm-hmm. maybe two. Maybe three. Maybe a handful. Handful of salt actually does a pretty good job with a devil sometimes. But anyway, that's beside the point. The only way to get rid of a devil permanently is to kill them in the hells. That's the tricky bit. Yeah. I'm giving you this information for free, mind you, because I like you. You're a good person. I think you're in a sticky situation. What with the whole... That being, you know, that yeah. guy. That guy. Yeah. How's I don't it? actually know his name. You don't? No. Oh, it's Mephistopheles. Ugh. Yeah. What a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> did he name himself that? Some say he did. Magical Mr. Mephistopheles. <laughs> um, I'm, huh, you didn't know that. All right, all right. Well, what are no, they teaching I you mean, kids these days? Well, I did some research on, well, not much. I did some research on, you know, the Nine Hells, and nobody really writes down or says any of the names out loud except for the big guy, because speaking their names, I guess, gets their attention. It's true, it does, and... Uh... The Lord of the Nine's name has been written enough times that he's sort of just, it's just a background drone, but uh, everybody else can kind of key in on it sometimes. So, you're doing the smart thing, I'll tell you that. Okay. I've got several very nice books here for sale if you ever want to do any further research. How much? Depends on the book. 
Mind you, I haven't read all of them myself, but I am aware of their contents. Alexander gives me a brief synopsis of every book we have in stock. Hells for dummies. Yeah. There's a Sparknotes joke in there somewhere. I just can't find it. Um, if you wish to have a Dante's Infernal Primer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, a, a brief overview would be helpful. I could definitely provide that. It's a, more of a basic tome, and uh, since it's already written down, it won't be attracting anyone's attention. Just uh, be careful where you read it. And a book of that kind will run you a mere 200 gold. 200? Yes, indeed. All right, looks like I'm spending the last of my store credit. <laughs> How did I know? Um, Omatep, um, curious, um, we dealt with, um, Cherish's, uh, blood issue, um, last time we were in. Um, curious, how would you deal with a, um, a cot issue? A what in the who now? Um, uh, curious, uh, do you know what the cot bayoon is? Uh, just a fun, fun little tale kind of thing. Just curious if you knew what it was. Oh, oh. the cot bayoon! I thought you meant like a cot, mm. like a, a sleeping thing. Um, no, 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 no. Cot bayoon, Archfe, nice guy! Terrible poker player. Right. Um... How would you go about doing, uh, getting out of a favor? <laughs> like, not, not getting out? I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. Oh, oh, Grawl, you are very easy to read. I hope you know that. Yeah, no, it's a problem I'm actively working on. You would also be a terrible poker player. I, yes. Uh, are you, did you make a deal with one of the Archvay Grawl? I mean, I, I was, I was, I was an ape. So you could have come and seen your old yeah. friend Omatep. I could have fixed you right up. Motherfucker. <laughs> I just like the silence and then gentle squeal from Mike. Well, well, girl, that's that's good though because I mean. How? <laughs> well, if you don't do what the cop Bayoon wants, you're probably going to turn back into a gorilla, right? And we can just come right, here. Right, and then, yeah. Oh, no, best no, case scenario, sure. Me. Yes, yep, 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 that's how that goes. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah, he looked a yeah. little hungry last time I saw him. So I'm just saying he was a very circly kind of... Very close, very big. <laughs> uh, Grawl, my advice to you, just do whatever the Archfey ask and get it over with. It's like pulling a band-aid. That or kill the Archfey. It's really one of the two. I, mm. Grawl, what did he ask you to do? I mean, it's just a favor. He asked me to do a favor. I don't, we're not, I haven't crossed that bridge yet. I'm just worried about it now that we're in the... The third world. option, oh. you do have a third option, Grawl. Simmer down mm -hmm. a little bit. I'm just having some fun with you. Okay. All Your right. third option is to find something that the Kotbayun values or some leverage on the Archfey to hold it over them in some way so that they will release you from the contract. 
I have done this on more than one occasion. I, Mab still has it out for me. <laughs> I hope you never meet her. While <laughs> <laughs> well, I slowly shift to sit. Who's not here? Who's not, not here? here. Know, his his distinctly absent yeah. figure. Yeah, the the outline, the dotted outline yeah. of the kid <laughs> is just like but, um, um well, um she doesn't like actively pursue you, does she? <laughs> I I mean Look, there's a reason I don't leave my shop depending on where it shows up. I, I, well, th here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I just, you know, go back on the thing, I don't have a shop I get to hide in. You should work on that. I highly recommend it. Leastways, Cherish, your whole devil thing is a little bit like Grawl's fairy thing. If you can somehow find leverage over this uh, devil that you have made contract with, perhaps you will be able to silence them person. Permanently, but uh, your best bet is just to go to the hells and kill them where they live. Yeah, that's easy peasy. Not my favorite option, although apparently Glacia wants to meet me. Oh, well, that's not so bad. No, I guess not, but. Wait, why well, would that not, not be a bad thing? Okay, it's not the worst thing. Because Glacia's dad wants her soul. Yeah. Oh, wait. And he, like, looks wait. around at everybody else in here. I wasn't supposed to say that loud, wasn't I? No, you were. Ah, yes. <laughs> My bad. And, uh, Canaeus is just, like, hand on his chin, looking very, uh, amused at the whole situation, elbow on the counter. Uh, Arbanon is like, wait, what? Like, not really paying attention. And uh, Etsuko is just standing with her, like, hands in front of her waist, sort of just like, are we ready to go yet? What's happening here? But is still paying attention to the conversation. Uh, any, anyone else want to get anything? Are we good? I'm good. I, I think mean, we're good. today a win. And all of that uh, extra planar advice, again, not a lawyer. If you want one of those, I suggest going to Sigil. And Etsuko will say, I do not suggest going to Sigil. Okay. Noted. So, if there's anything else I can help you all with? No? Okay. Well, it's been fun. I do not know where Alexandra got to, but I'm sure you can find your way out. Sure, we'll be fine. Uh, Thank you, Amatap. You're welcome, my friends. Please come again with more people who are willing to spend lots and lots of money. Oh, yeah. Do you have any more business cards we can give them? Ah, yes, business cards. And he dives behind the counter and pulls out and just, like hands them out to everybody. He's like, business card for you, business card for you, business card for you. The dragon probably won't want one. Okay. Uh, I don't think you want him to have one. Look, business is business. Some of my best customers I have stolen from from time to time. Might want to give him a, f a few hundred more years to cool off. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Yes, uh. it's it's funny because he radiates cold and would freeze me to death. Yes, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of funny. <laughs> All right, let's go. I think I'm done being mad at Sid, so. <laughs> okay. Head out of the shop. Eventually you find your way back through the, the winding hallways of... Uh, the shop and back to the door and there's this weird moment of vertigo as you step out onto the slanted ramp 
of Enclave. And as you come out into the the nearly midday of uh, this, the seventh of so, you take a deep breath and glance around and the door is already uh, closing and you see the form of Alexander who has like slipped in behind you going through the door and you see that uh, sunken down, sitting on the ramp, uh, wineskin in hand is Darren Dunn, just kind of like dejectedly his head like sunken, sitting next to the door leading into the shop as he's taking pulls from this wineskin. Alexander leaps to the door as it closes, the door folding in on itself and disappearing as you turn around. Canaeus will snap his fingers and go, Ness Nevin, that was it. That's what it smelled like. Who? Eh, don't worry about it. Archfea used to know. Queen of the Hags. It's a whole thing. Okay, uh, so that was Duskwalker Important Export. <laughs> and uh, Arbadon is like staring down at the tiny business card in his huge hand, and he's like, sweet. Canaeus <laughs> will smile and say, I'll have to visit again sometime. I think that shopkeeper and I could get along real well. Canaeus is just so sketchy. <laughs> it's so good. I love him so like, much. What's his, what's his fucking deal? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. He's the party paladin. God, so awesome. <laughs> and as you get back out into the street, gather up, Darren Dunn, who is just kind of kind of shuffling along behind you in uh, alcoholic silence. Uh, you have the rest of the day ahead of you, and I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we return, you shall collect more supplies and uh, reconnoiter with the rest of the day. Oh, hey there. Name's Tufty. I'm that moose guy who was just over there in Duskwalker Import and Export TM, don't you know? And I'm here to advertise my bar. Cost me a pretty penny, wouldn't you believe it? That Omatep guy, he's a slick customer. But for enough gold, he'll let you advertise your fantasy business on this here section of the podcast. So I run a bar called The Wear and Tear over here in Enclave. Pretty nice place, all things considered. Now, mostly we cater to werefolk or shifters or any of the beast folk that tend to hang out here in the Eastwood. But gosh darn it, anyone is welcome through my door so long as they bring in a good attitude and a little bit of coin. We've got good drinks and good food. Why don't you try the poutine if you're feeling a little peckish? Come on down to the lower level of the center tree here in Enclave to the wear and tear. Just remember, what you're smelling isn't just wet werefolk, it's also a real good time. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had gone shopping. Woo! What's up, nerds? <laughs> they had uh, sold some information to their good, good friend Omatep. They had gotten some legal advice, questionable though it may be. And they had witnessed a confrontation between a very angry dragon and a former thief. 
The former thief was Omatep, of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, Darren Dunn made little, made quick work of the fact that his uh, secret identity is uh, just tattered to the wind at this point. Needs to wear a mask. It's his problem. It's true. Yeah. You can take the hat of disguise. <laughs> you can have that. You just have that. You can just have no, it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's going to cost him. Tears tears are just like, I'm really sorry, but you can have this. It's a really fashionable <laughs> bag of hat. Mm-hmm. God. For the low, low price of 3000 But yes, you find yourselves now on the streets of Enclave, having escaped the clutches of Omatep's sweet, sweet deals. Check out these deals. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Uh Uh-oh. Sidian Emberlight. Yep. Sat in silent contemplation in his room at the Queen's Servant. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you brooding? Are you simply staring at a wall? What What is Sid doing with this sense of guilt that is even now fading because you have no memory to attach it to? Right. I think he's um, lying in a bed, just kind of staring at the ceiling, not not sleeping. Okay. Just trying to, like, try. He's just trying to remember what it is, even though he can't, like. It's just not coming back to him. It is Um, an absolute and terrible blank. So, and I look over at Stormpiercer, uh, who's like leaned up against a wall, like across the room. Uh, You're really not going to tell me what I did? There's a long moment of Still silence as you are talking at this sword. And then the sword will say, No. Well, that's good. Because if I knew what it was, I'd probably feel pretty terrible about it. But since I don't, I guess I'll just go on with my day. That is probably for the best. Can I, I want to try and persuade Stormpiercer to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, I am a sword. <laughs> Have you tried tickling him? Give me a persuasion roll. Alright. That's okay. Son of a bitch. 14. <laughs> what do you say to Stormpiercer? I say. So I, I try the, the shitty little, like, reverse psychology thing it doesn't work and then sid says at the very least can you just tell me if anyone got hurt no one was physically harmed okay not by your direct actions, anyway. See, I was feeling better, and now it's... <sighs> yes. I don't know 
why I did that. <laughs> Consumed the beverage given to you by a fairy queen? I didn't know she was that uh, at the time, but uh, yeah. Yes, and you did not like, endeavor did I... to find out either. No, no, no. And that, that fine print that they gave me was just too dense. I didn't, don't really understand legal speak. Well, I do not blame you on that score, Sid. That was mm. a dense document, full mm. of strange words that I did not understand. And I did roll a natural one on that, so... It's true, uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm understanding legalese. Um, God, I... But this has become emblematic of your behavior. I just leaping without of... looking. There is a difference between a leap of faith and a leap of idiocy. You know what the difference is? Because sometimes when I throw myself into danger, it's to look cool so that, you know, the so that people look uh, fondly upon my heroics. But in this case, there's there's nothing to gain. I just dove into something not fully understanding it with no I mean I, I didn't get anything from it I don't think I do not know if that is entirely true yeah I don't know Check your pockets. there is it... an air about you now I cannot place it He's, he sniffs the air <laughs> I don't smell anything. Neither can I, Sid. I am a sword. Okay. Well, we got that out of the way. Once per conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it is not my fault that you seem to need constant reminding. I don't need reminding that you're a sword. I know you're a sword. Oh, good. Everybody's probably pretty mad at me, huh? Yes. Yeah, can't blame them there. No. What do I say? I am sorry. That is what you should say. I am not sorry at all. <laughs> but that's not... That's not gonna work. How that's do not you know? A, that's not enough. It's just... It, Unless you throw yourself into it. Yeah, got me there, Stormpiercer. You got me there. <sighs> I am a very accurate weapon. I just, I don't know why. I can throw myself at like 20 uh, zombies being controlled by a chain demon, and that's fine. That's not scary. But when it comes to saying, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's words. It doesn't mean anything. Why would they... They're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're, words don't mean anything, okay? Me saying I'm sorry isn't going to fix anything. That's... Uh... You won't know until you try. This seems to be the issue, Sid. If you want my opinion on the matter. Opinion of a sword. Yes, your sword. Yeah. I have been with you for many years. 
I don't know who's breathing into their microphone, it's, but it is very oh, loud. It's, sorry. it's Elliot. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't sorry, Stormpiercer. I'll just close the window quick. Oh, we'll thank you. In here. <laughs> My hilt was getting frigid. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. It's all right. It's got a rattle to it. You, know. uh, you accomplish great deeds when you throw yourself into situations that you have no control over. Other than the speed of your hand, the speed of your foot, and the audacity of your blade. Me. It's very audacious. Yeah, I guess I just... And there are times where you accomplish great deeds when you do this thing. Yeah. And there are times when you make a fool of yourself. And do you know what the difference between those moments are? Archfey? No. That is but the latest in a series of foolish decisions. Right. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. What 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 is the difference, Stormpiercer? Selflessness versus selfishness. This is what I have observed. When you do things for others with reckless abandon, you are considered a hero. When you do things for yourself with reckless abandon, you become enslaved by fairy queens. Like long term? I do not know. <laughs> okay, just, just checking. I could yeah. not read the contract either. Right, you're a sword. Um, you may want to ask for a copy of that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. I know you did not. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> so, if I do stupid, reckless things for other people, that's good. If I do stupid, reckless things to benefit myself that's not good that seems to be the trend yeah. I cannot speak about all future instances Sid I simply know what you have done in the past and the results of those actions I will say that um, you know the three of them I would I would definitely give up my life to protect any of them. I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, I think I would. That is noble I indeed. I, uh, I haven't really felt that way about a lot of people. Um, I guess I'm just worried I'm taking t taking them for granted you know like doing this stupid shit and possibly getting them in trouble and like we don't we don't why are you worried about this thing see because I don't know what it is you know no I am asking why are you worried 
because you are taking advantage of them by doing these things. There should be no question about this. I'm worried that I won't be able to change fast enough to keep them around. Stormpiercer is silent for a long moment. And then says, Perhaps you should tell them that. Yeah. At the very least, you can prove Maz wrong. Maz? Cherishes Forgebound? Yes. Why? What, is, what does Maz think? That you are a fool, generally. Her opinion of you is quite low. Well, see, that's... Admittedly, yeah. she does not talk to me very often. Sadagar is much more amenable. You can understand them? Oh, of course. All Forgebound items can communicate with each other freely. I do not know about all Forgebound items. But I am able to communicate with Maz and Sadagar. Huh. Never thought about that. Are you guys, like, friends? Certainly Sadagar and I are compatriots, companions. We try to do what is best. Yeah. Maz is... difficult. Far more concerned with keeping Cherish alive than the success of your quest. Yeah, well, Cherish has a lot to deal with, so can't blame Maz there. Indeed. Well, um... Thank you for your advice. It was, um... It's helpful. I am glad. I am always oh. here to aid you, Sid. Also, I should probably... I don't have any money, but I also feel bad about Darren Dunn, like, charging a $100 drink onto his tab. Do you think just giving him all of the booze they stole from that, no, like... No, 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 no. No? No. Well, hmm... Definitely get rid of all of that booze that you stole. Right, so I, you know, just, like, it, it was a lot, and, um... But you'll be relying on that man's magic to get you where you need to go. Right, so... Giving him a bevy of high alcoholic content beverages may not be the best course of action. But he's gonna be drinking no matter what, right? I do not know. I do not know this man very well. Yeah, neither do I. It just seems sad. Indeed. Perhaps he could use a magic sword. Yeah. Maybe. He'll have to find his own, though. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aww. 
Okay. I go downstairs and I get a copy of the contract. And there, uh, the Furbolg who is tending bar there uh, will gladly uh, produce a copy for you. Apparently that is a service they offer here. I, there's a filing cabinet behind the bar that is ratcheted open and you see that there are just pages and pages and pages and pages. You are somewhere near the front, but you are by no means the... Uh, apparently this has happened maybe once or twice even after you've uh, imbibed. People saw it and were like, get me in on that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, people are weird. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh God. And yeah, so you spend the afternoon uh, reading over your contract. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. To whom it may concern, uh, the aforementioned hereby known as the imbiber, and, and it goes on from there. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, give me an investigation roll. See how much of this you can parse. Well, at least that's a positive for me. Um, so, it's not much, but... Ooh, 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 17. Okay. Uh, over the course of the afternoon, uh, you could very easily get lunch. Um, and uh, what you quickly realize is that apparently uh, somebody who has imbibed of the mana gets drinks in the house. Okay. 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 So you're still charged for food, but you are no longer charged for drinks in this establishment. Okay. That is one of the reasons, like, this place is so popular, and if uh, people will continually sign up to do it, apparently that is a cost people are willing to pay to get free drinks. Okay. (laughs) That's... uh... (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wow, I got excited about that, and then I realized I shouldn't be, because that's part of the problem. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you didn't know what it was, like, sure, awesome. Right, it's it's just an added bonus. Um, Anything about, like, like, terms of uh, patronage or, or anything like that? What you agreed to was uh, for a period uh, hereby determined uh, after the consumption of this drink, you would forfeit your will to the lady of the house for a period of no more than 12 hours uh, to be terminated at the coming of the next dawn to do with as the lady sees fit. Uh, Mm -hmm. You were also uh, releasing the uh, the tavern and the lady of any liability uh, for any transformations that occurred to you physically, um, any uh, changes that happened to you mentally, and any uh, magical mishaps and sundry is as it lists. Uh, it lists several different ways. Uh, it did not release the uh, the tavern from uh, responsibility for your death. Apparently, though, uh, oh. on the uh, your your family or next of kin would have been paid a uh, wear guilt of uh, ten thousand gold had you died while doing this. I wonder who that money would go to. Probably your dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Winston's like, I need to go to an, uh, a lawyer immediately to get my yeah. power of attorney changed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to, but definitely not him. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, after the 12 hour period, am I still in service nope. to. Okay. No, you are okay. uh, free and clear as of right now, according to this contract. <sighs> You sacrificed your will and your uh, control over your faculties for a uh, period no greater than 12 hours, and okay. it was terminated as of the sunrise. Okay, that could have been so much worse. All right, okay. And at the very end of the paperwork, you see that this uh, draft was written up by Goodfellow Esquire, whoever that is. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Um, Who can say? Who can say? Um Okay. All right. All right. That's who you need to look at your contract thing, Elliot. Good, this oh. good fellow Esquire fellow. That's true. So that is what Sid is up to for most of the afternoon, is yeah. parsing this. What are the rest of you doing with the rest of your day? Uh, the Rift Keepers are going to start splitting up and going to get uh, supplies for your venture into the Eastwood proper. I mean, we probably just need to get rations, right? Uh, yeah. Probably. Up to you. This is a, a bustling city. It's not quite the metropolis of Stormhaven, but you can find any mundane items you wish here in Enclave. There are plenty of supply stores. Yeah. Okay. But you are free to use the day however you see fit. Yeah, Cherish is going to get rations and then head back to the the Queen's servant because she does want to talk to Sid and also give him his stuff back. <laughs> okay. Grawl, Tirza? Yeah, um, Grawl needs to have a conversation with Sid about... <laughs> <laughs> oh god another conversation or two yes. a normal friendly chat um yes. i uh i would like to buy rations as well okay so you can all do that subtract what gold you can from your totals easy enough to buy trail rations uh, before you part, Arbadon definitely gives you the, the classic uh, bark watch advice of buy twice as much as you think you need. Yeah. Cool. Um, how long is our adventure from here? It's to... supposed to take five days to get to the edge of the wildling, though the wildling. And then from there, you should be teleporting directly into Fair Ames here. Yeah. So we should bring ten days worth. Is the general... Advice, yes. Yeah. Uh, Arbadon would also let you know that uh, you will be following a road for most of the way, but it is a strange road. The road between Enclave and Fair Ames here is called the Winding Track, and it tends to move. Fantastic. That's really good, that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As a member of the Bark Watch, he is adept at finding it. If it, like, moves out from underneath you on a given night, because it can do that. Um, but uh, 
yeah, he's just telling you what to expect in there. Will we be able to take our mounts? Or should we leave them here? Uh, Arbidon told you last night that he wouldn't bother with a mount if he was you. It oh, will... that's right. Especially if the uh, the winding track moves out from underneath you, you're going to find yourself in an area that is going to be not conducive to most mounts. If you wa absolutely want to take a mount, he recommends uh, uh, a riding bear, an axe beak, or a, uh, a war drake. Oh, I'm going to be riding the long-forgotten Hank Montgomery. I'm just trying to figure out what to do with my horse. There are long-term stables here. Apparently the one you used was actually a long-term stable, though you didn't know it. Yeah, the thing is, though... Our plan should really be to teleport right down to Fort Verge once we take care of Fair Aimseer. You could also always sell your horse. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, Cherish, actually, yeah, Cherish is going to buy rations, and then she's going to see about selling her horse okay. before going back to the inn. I just want to see how much horses cost. I don't it's remember. Just, well... <laughs> Because it's just a riding horse, right? Yeah, it correct. is just a random riding horse that Jan McFeeg found in the drylands. But... This is true, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, Mine is definitely worth 3,050 gold. <laughs> where did we get... Or, uh, I'm trying to remember where we got you could... uh, Crescent's Edge. Yeah. Your horses are in okay condition. You haven't <laughs> been like particularly good about taking care of them. Um, none of you are very good at that sort of thing, really. So I would say you could probably get half as much as you spent on these horses for them. Um, so like, it was only like 50, right? So 75 gold for riding horses. Oh, 75. So about, about whatever 30, half of 75 About 38. 38, 38 yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, Alice, it was nice knowing you. Are you all selling your horses? Um, I mean, I'm at the inn, so... Okay. I, I, I don't want to sell my horse. <laughs> but I have no money. Uh, life's about choices. I, as Grawl is, like, debating this, Tears is, like, just petting Carrie in, a, in the park nearby. <laughs> Mine goes away when I tell her to. <laughs> That's really cool. That's a cool thing. I'm I'm having to part with a companion that I counted on endlessly. Can you summon another one for me? No. I don't know okay, how we're right. having this conversation because we're in two different places. <laughs> Just know I'm in your brain. Like being sad about my horse. Hmm. Feel like if we need them, ah. Like I said, there's also long-term stabling here. Or you could try to find um, some trustworthy person to give it to. You might have a line on someone like that through Arbadon or Canaeus. Rolling that 20 and Jeff Pathy appears. 
I could spend my point of inspiration. <laughs> this no. seems well spent. Yeah, it's very up Grawl's alley. <laughs> it's on brand. Uh, is there any sort of like, um, like carriages or anything that travel between here and say uh, Stormhaven that would like transport like extra livestock? You could definitely hire somebody to do that, yeah. Okay. How much was that? Let your, are you just going to let your horse run loose in Stormhaven? No, I'd have them put them in a, a long-term stable there. Um, You could arrange all of that for about 50 gold. Yeah, dude, just sell the horse. Ah. Uh. Anyone else going to said 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 and I'll talk about this later, <laughs> among other things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that is uh, how most of your day goes. Tears. I don't know if there's anything else you're uh, looking to accomplish here and around the city. Not particularly. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, eventually you start finding your ways back to the inn. Um, I think Cherish is probably the first one back. Um, you find Sid sitting downstairs having, uh, just staring blearily at, uh, this <laughs> contract in front of him that's several pages long, but with a satisfied look on his face, at least. Hey. Hey. So before, okay, before you start, uh, I'm sorry. Like that wasn't cool. That really wasn't cool. What I did, uh, it was stupid and reckless. And, uh, I hope that you guys can forgive, uh, me for being an idiot. So. Uh, honestly, um. Uh, in the nicest way possible, I was not expecting you to apologize. Um, yeah. So, thank you for apologizing, and I accept your apology. Okay. <sighs> um, I am also sorry because I was very upset with you, and I did something immature um i stole all of your stuff um because i wanted you to be upset and worried about it and punish you somehow like that but it was stupid and it didn't even work well um, you know it wasn't convenient you know so it, it worked in that way i guess um so i get i like get into the bag of holding and I, you know, get his stuff out and, or maybe I'll just be like, I'll, I can, you know, put it, do this in your room or something, but fine. nobody stole it now. except me. I mean, if I figured, I, uh, well, I would, I wouldn't, I'm not ultimately surprised if, if it was going to be the three. Well, no, Grawl could. Oh, I can see Grawl's taking this. No. Anyways, thank you. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I will not do that again. <laughs> okay. How was a uh, yeah. signed a contract a saying you wouldn't do it again? Actually, well, that's that is true, but <laughs> things equally stupid. Um, I I had a whole spiel I was going to do, but I mean, if I, this is uh, this is as this is the best way this could have gone, actually. Yeah, yeah, I um this conversation, I mean. No, I you know I, I, I know um. Yeah, I <laughs> my mind uh was just coming up with all sorts of uh excuses uh and ultimately uh after a great conversation with Stormpiercer I just realized that I need to own up to this kind of shit if I want to be a better person. You know. So it's me. <laughs> well, no, that's great. Yeah. Um, Cherish in your mind, Maz will say, it's learning. Oh my god. <laughs> She's just the worst. It's a wonder that I'm not a worse person because of just her oh. saying bad shit <laughs> in my head all the time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's like, oh boy. Oh, she's the worst. I love her. Um, hmm. Oh, and uh, I, sorry, the other, I, I want to have bought rations for Sid as well while we were out. Okay. So. And pay That's, me back later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay you back uh, as soon as I get more money. Which we need to figure out a way to start making money doing the things we do because uh, Bark Watch. I'm broke. Apparently, the Bark Watch makes bank. What? Really? Yeah, what? we were at we were at Omentops, and Arbadon just pulled out like a fuck ton of platinum. It what? was insane. They're, they and he they never spends it. What the? Do you know if like? Did they say if Rift Keepers make like a salary or anything? Mm, I was just curious. I didn't ask. Yeah, Zenerva never discussed that with me, and I probably should have mentioned it when we <laughs> talked about it, but you know. Cause I'm I'm really broke. <laughs> yeah, I'm running low myself. Yeah. I have some see it's like I have some of my I have my jeweler's kit with me and I have a couple of pieces that I could sell. It just we never really seem to have the time, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Maybe I can guilt my dad into giving me money. That's always good. Yeah. He's rich, right? Maybe. I think so. I think when you're, I think when you're somebody who is like from a house of something, I think yeah. that, that sort of means you have to be rich. Okay. Yeah. We'll 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 see. We'll play it by ear. Where's I've been else? toying about. Oh, oh they're still out doing stuff. Um, oh, okay. Girl's trying to figure out if he's going to sell his horse or not. It's, it's maddening. He's been my friend. Right. Yeah, because we can't we can't have horses in in. in uh, why am I struggling to remember the name of the forest? Eastwood. Uh, Eastwood. Thank you. Um, 
I guess I'm going to have to sell my horse. Yeah, I just, that's where I just came from. Oh, you, you sold Alice? Mm-hmm. Oh. Wasn't really mine to sell anyway, but... I mean, kind of. I don't know. Is there a... Do you have a bond with your horse? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should probably do that, too. It's about this time that the others are starting to, to wander in. Uh, Etsko is definitely the next one back. This definitely leads to the funny moment of, I also wrote down that I bought rations for sin. Oh. <laughs> this is whole Yeah, that was good. I would oh, probably, guys. Uh, <laughs> the Draw. best case scenario is splitting the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> did, you buy, did you buy rations for me? If you say no, it means you don't love me as much as they do. I super, <laughs> super didn't buy you rations. In fact, I'm probably going to take some of the extra rations they bought for you so I don't have to buy more next time. Thanks, Sid. <laughs> oh, warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, yeah, kind of itches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rash. Canaeus will have come back with a, a wineskin for everybody. Uh... Keep you oh. warm in the the cold paths of the Eastwood, as he says. I mean, scientifically, that's, that's not how that works, but yeah. And Grawl's Arb no scientist. What is science? Arbidon will have a hammock for whoever wants one. Grawl raises the tiny hand. <laughs> uh, and just to let you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Read the player. Yeah. Uh, that hand, it works yeah. like a like a, a grabby hand. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like a little shark mouth. Yeah. yeah. On I the end of a, on it. the end of uh -huh. about a like a three foot stick. Yeah. Uh, those, those gopher grabbers or whatever. And the hell. A, as an action, it functions as mage hand. Yay! This Great. Is, I swear to God, this is going to be like the thing that saves the day in like the climactic <laughs> moment, <laughs> and I'm going to be so that's... mad. This is the thing that's going to doom us all. And oh, or I, that one. The, the stick that it's on can telescope uh -huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and it can go from two feet, two feet long, to five feet uh -huh. long to the reach of this Question. Thing. Question. How good's the grip on that hand? It's a good, good grip. I have to find it's out, a... I guess. Like Perfect. I said, it fu okay. functions as mage hand, so you can read about its grip there. Okay. Ah, uh, dang. The difference is that this one is tethered to you, so it might make a difference. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good <sighs> shit. <laughs> um, if the other, like, if the Rift Keepers are not, um, like, if they're wandering around doing stuff, I will fill Sid in on uh, the Omatep. Duskwalker, Darren oh, Dunn, I... situation. Is here? No. Oh. Yeah. He just kind of wandered off. Now I feel really bad. I, I feel, feel like really, so really horrible. We gotta, we gotta do something, right? We gotta make it up to him. Like buy him a basket of flowers. Is that what people? Is that you could buy him a basket of gold. That might help. I don't have gold. 
crawl. I'm I'm broke. I have no money. Tears of Grawl, Cherish, give me insight rolls. On Sid? Nope. Oh, okay. (laughs) Is he not actually broke? What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, I wish. Grawl got an eight. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Hot damn. I got 24. Hells yeah. I also got a 20. Um, wait, math. Uh, oh my god. Sorry. No, I got a 23. Okay. Uh, well, Tirza and Cherish especially, you have the most context for this, but you're, you're pretty certain that it, like, it wasn't the amount of money that made him so upset. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the like, whole... His wife is dead and his home is gone. It's and dead wife's money. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was his. Very specifically, she let they, Domatip have his money. Right, but he doesn't Which, know like, that. probably shouldn't let that one slip. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's also his identity being, you know, outed. It's probably yeah. not cool. Oh, it was a combination of that and Cherish. You would definitely be aware of, like, there was a build to this that was more than just the money. That was definitely, like, the fuse that lit yeah. the bomb. But, like... yeah. Him seeing all of the relics from Toral throughout the store definitely was like a build. Yeah. He's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we fix that. We don't. Yeah, I was going to just give him all the booze I stole from that one in, it's not a good I idea I don't know if that's a good idea I told no. you it was not a good idea I, I know but I, I I don't know what else to do we can write him a I mean a card a feel better <laughs> card I just don't think anything's gonna cut it <laughs> a nice little get Get well, feel better soon, card. It's got a little drawing of a of a rain cloud on it with a. Oh, and then you open it up, and there's a flower inside. Yeah, like a little drawing of a flower. I think he'd like. Yeah. No, probably not. <laughs> no. It's one of those cutout cards where you can see the cloud in the front, but when you open the card, you can see the silver lining around the cloud. Oh, that's cute. I hate that card. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, I mean, being around me is probably generally not helping. Yeah. Yeah. Maz would say that dragon needs to get over it. There is work to be done. I know, and that is also kind of how I feel, but also it's two things can be simultaneously true, Maz. think that is the gist of what I tell her. <laughs> it's it's hard to 
it's hard to focus on things when you're thinking about someone you care about. And there is a contemplative silence from Maz. But yeah, you have the rest of the afternoon and the evening to yourselves. The the rest of the Rift Keepers are just like out and about. Some of them are like filtering in and out of the, the inn, but you have this place to yourselves. Seems as though things won't get like really crowded until the evening. Mm-hmm. Um Sid. Yes. So the lesser did let give Glacia some information about or no, I don't say that I don't say her name out loud. Mm-hmm. Um give okay. his arch devil mistress, whatever information some information about at least where Kalkin is. And Okay, that's that's bad. That's it's bad. bad. Yeah. Do do you think you or do you think I could use the watch to send a message to the mayor and just ask him to check in on her or course, keep an eye course. on her? Um and Mike, did did we uh figure out if if I have to be the one to send it or if other people can send you have to be the one. Yeah. I have to be the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, my message can only be 25 words. What should I say? Hmm. Someone else do something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Hey. Um, question for you. Yeah. Um, you busy? You busy? You wanna you wanna, you wanna talk for a minute? Just like like a quick second, like upstairs. For uh. A second. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I gotta gotta show you this cool new thing with my sword. It's really cool. I oh, figured sweet. it out earlier yeah. today. Is it like a like a move like a like a new move. Yeah, like I can turn outside. myself into lightning. I can turn myself into oh, you lightning. Too? It's like a green nice. lightning. But yeah, I just kind of want to race you upstairs where I can show you. Anyways, uh, 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 last one. There's a rotten egg. Bye. I book it to wherever it is we were. Our rooms were at. Uh, I beat you there. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get like well, like. I'm going to like my room. We all got separate rooms, yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the interior of this place, you discover on the upstairs, is like a honeycomb. It goes back and into the tree in a in a way, and the like corridors will go back and then branch off in uh, separate Y patterns. And this place is like four or five levels high. It doesn't all look down into the the common room, but once Ooh. you're like up in the corridors, it's like a bit of a maze. Ooh. Cool. That was weird and suspicious. As Cherish and Tirza are left downstairs. 
<laughs> uh, so what tears wait where did sit go he and Grawl went upstairs to chat about something cool and awesome which I assume is Grawl code something probably well, to do I, with I, that favor that he's doing for the cop that he doesn't well, want to tell the group about because <sighs> well I have my 20 I, 22 words efficiency of language I, go, I stomp after them <laughs> I, I, yeah I'm, I'll like, follow halfway upstairs and I'm like oh yeah I was gonna wait for Cherish hey Cherish I'll be right back down sorry girl has to show me some cool sword moves <laughs> Okay, well, I figured. Do the Stone oh. of Heart speech. I'll be right back down. Is cool sword moves like a weird <laughs> dick thing? It's not not that Tirza would it's know, not, but. It's, it's not. It's not. I just want you guys to know. It's not a, not a junk thing. We're adults. Okay. I'm an adult. Why aren't we part of this conversation? It's for people with swords. And I have a sword. I have a sword. And uh, we all have who, swords, Grawl. We all have I swords. It. Uh, it's for people with <laughs> man. For those listening to the podcast, <laughs> everyone is holding their hands up to their mouths as though they're holding a walkie-talkie. <laughs> to be fair, this is the first time. Is this the first time we've used our stones of fire speech? Yes, uh, more okay. or less. Yeah, more or less, yeah. we're yeah. using we're, it for this. I am standing right next to Grawl, by the way. Right, yeah. right. And yeah. I'm standing right next to Tara. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting at the same table. It's like a group text when everyone's sitting at the same table. Is the yeah. worst. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's for people who. All right, it's 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 a it's a it's a downstairs thing. I was lying. I got it. I'm. Yep, it's a dude thing. Uh, come come with me, Sid. Wait, we're going downstairs? Wait. No, no, come with me. Come on, keep, keep. See, now I don't want... Put the, put the stone away. Put the stone oh, sorry. Away. Put the stone away. I forgot. I was saying, I was saying all that into the stone. <laughs> well, that's just not nice or fair. No. I heard that. My sword's really I... cool. <laughs> and in fact, now I can turn my sword into different stuff instead of fire. And I explained to Tirza the theory behind my sword stuff my my power stuff i don't know right over her head cool <laughs> awesome do so. you want to go spy on them oh yeah for sure yeah let's do that <laughs> cool you guys can start your conversation now <laughs> great Grawl, you lead sid to your room yep all right sid before you start, I, I just want to say I'm I'm sorry. What I did was stupid. Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. Yes. Now hold that, hold that thought. <laughs> I I don't care that much. It's okay. Okay. Oh my god. This is important to me. Um, just come like you can apologize later. Just in here. Come on, quick, quick, okay, quick, quick, okay, quick. okay. Right. All right, okay, okay. I messed up. I guess so. Uh, the ape thing, the gorilla thing, has yeah. become a problem. The ape thing. Um, we went to the cotton. 
right, right, right. I know. So oh, long ago. you were an ape. Yes, mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Right. Made a deal with the cop Bayoun to okay. become me again in right. all of my beauty. <laughs> yes. Right. Anyways, deal was struck. He's calling in that favor. It's bad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. No one here has to die. Okay, just want that to be clear. No one in our party oh, or I think anyone you me. that okay. the party knows altogether has to die. Right? Okay. Uh, somebody has to die? Um, yeah. He said he was very vague. At first he said remove and then had something like blah, blah, blah. Someone took something from him at some point and now this person needs to be killed okay mm -hmm. okay and at first i thought it was your dad because that's bad uh it's not your dad okay okay do you do you, do you know in any any anyone else I know a lot of people, Grawl. Is... Who is it? There's no um, better way this conversation could have gone. <laughs> Reed, Reed, I just, I am begging, I am begging you to let me behind the curtain. Are you doing, are you have, are you wording this as badly as possible on purpose? Uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Draw back to the I gotta Let us Okay, I just, I understand. Yeah. Where was I? Right, freaking out. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Kaapayun wants me to remove someone potentially important to you. Who could that be? <laughs> I don't remember this character's name. <laughs> I don't know if you ever learned it. I know. Yeah, I don't know if you were there when I was. No, I know that. I know that. I'm just waiting yeah. for someone else to say it so I can remember it for Reed to have. I think Sid well, is the only one who knows her name. Yeah. We're, um, we're in the East And the copy. Mm -hmm. No, sorry. Go go ahead. We're going to uh, Fair Ames here. Gonna see your dad. Yeah. Going to see, I mean, I'm sure, you know, House Adon might be quite, quite large. Might have, you know, who knows? Maybe your dad remarried, had other. Sid, that you don't other... know why Grawl would be truncating your family's, your dad's family's name. Yeah, because it's. Lyodon. Lyodon. Uh, do you say anything about that, or yeah, I say it's it's Lyodon. What what do you what, what do you mean Ly Lyodon? The uh, so Katbeun said House Adon. And Grawl, you had done some digging, yeah, in mm -hmm. the archive mm -hmm. about House Lyodon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Reed the player remembers any of that. Um, that oh, fuck me. Not well enough to articulate sentences, Mike. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. It's like I give you this vast wealth of knowledge and... 
and he like, puts the episodes think, out. Like we, we do this for the I public. We can, we can go back and listen to him at any right. time. <laughs> yes, we can. We can. We can. For a Constantly quick, a problem quick, for current for a current quick Grawl. refresher for Reed, mm-hmm. because this is something Grawl would definitely be aware of, because it only happened a few days ago when you went and did this research. <laughs> House Lyodon is the current incarnation of House Adon, which is a much older elvish family of some kind that you learned is, or was, uh, a some kind of facilitator or negotiation firm of an extraplanar nature. Okay. See, I remembered the extraplanar bit, and I remembered the, like, Lyodon is now just the current version of that, but I don't remember the, like, all the in-between bits. Okay. Anyways. What Mike said. Um, well, in my time, in in... In the archive, House Lyodon used to be just House Adon. All right, Cat Bayoon is old. Probably just refers to them as House Adon because they've been around for a while. Okay, right. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Follow me. He, it, them, Cat Bayoon, Cat Bayoon would like someone removed. Killed. Permanently. Dead. Gone. Do you have any other siblings or great uncles, aunts, or anything? I mean, Darren Darren said I might have a lot of family. Okay. Do you... Did the Kapayun say anyone in particular? Or who... can you just just tell me just tell me who it is? Just I just listened to the episode. I just listened to the episode. I just listened to it. I listened to it yesterday. The Kapayun didn't say Grawl, do you not do you not know the name or do you not know who it is? Like the like the family member. The Kapayun never said a name. Mm-hmm. They insinuated that the second child of Sid's father. Alright. So the Cod Bayoon seems to think that you have a sibling. Which Grawl would also be aware of because he was sitting in the room when yeah. Darren Dunn said as much. So was yeah. Cherish for that matter. Speaking of Cherish, Cherish, Tirza, could you please give me stealth rolls as you sneak up to the store? Yeah. Fuck. Against my uh, passive sure. perception. It's just you're, yeah, you're a little distracted. I mean, we. Hey, we Tears have to know do you have disadvantage? Try. I do, but also okay. proficiency. I don't know if anybody remembers what my passive perception is. <laughs> I do. 
wouldn't even matter. <laughs> I could get well. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Did you also roll bad? Oh yeah. no. We're just having too much fun. Ooh. We're just yeah. laughing it's, as we go. What were the numbers no, that you that, rolled? I uh, rolled a two, and I have a plus one, so I got a three. Excellent. I, uh, oh, I rolled a 14, actually. I forgot that my stealth was really high, because I have disadvantage on it. Sid, you hear sets of feet moving up to the door and stopping. Um, I don't think I... It's that... It's that vine where the the guy being the ghost and he trips and the, it's like who's there? No one. Fuck off. Cherish <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure hits her horns against the door accidentally. <laughs> I I probably just ignore it. Um. Oh, awesome! Cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Grawl hears anything. Like, I, I had no objection to you guys. Come, um, Grawl, what's your true. passive perception? 11. You definitely hear, like, somebody's yeah. horns hitting the door, but yeah, I don't know if Open. you... Open. Know. I, I grab out my uh, stone. <laughs> hey, is anyone outside? The... And you hear and your you, voice. And you hear... Yeah, cherish <laughs> okay, both outside. my god. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? You, it's not locked. Just come in. I just, it's not locked. I talked through the sp- <laughs> the stone. <laughs> can open the door. It's fine. I just needed a moment. This is important, and I used my words poorly. So just, just in. Over. <laughs> I, Tears just like pushes the door open and says, "You know, sometimes you seem to do better when you have an o- audience. It's almost like you have a special skill that makes you better at stuff." Where, where, when have I rolled anything for any of this? <laughs> this is just <laughs> dumb RP. <laughs> if it's important, then we should all be here. Right. Okay. We have to help each other and trust each other. Yes, I get that. But this has to do specifically with Sid and certain things that he may not want to tell you guys about. It's not anything like. (laughs) We know he has that. Yes. But. Yeah, I don't know um, about the fact, uh, about the favor that I'm supposed to do, and it coinciding with his sister. Is it something bad? Yes. It's not a good thing. The cop Bayoun wants Grawl to kill my sister. That's important information to have so we can help. Right, and it's... maybe he doesn't want an audience for that. I don't see no. what the issue is. Yeah. No, it's fine. Cherish and Tears, it should be here. Okay, all right, fine. Next time, we're just going to tell everyone everything right out in the open all the time. I, cool, great, I mean, awesome. Yeah, that, that would be a would super make... good idea. That would be, Was anyone like, else really downstairs? Help... Like... Were they really the only ones downstairs? Well, so we could have all come upstairs. 
girl. Yeah. So what do we do? It, and then Sears and I wouldn't have to have done a really bad job sneaking in to spy on you guys. Well, if you're just really inviting us up in the first place. Guys, what do we do? Yes. Uh, right. Because, I mean, yes, it is true. I do not actually know this person, but that is a double-edged sword. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's a terrible person, but maybe she's not. Okay, but no, of course. I think that we should move away from the morality of killing a stranger. I agree. I agree. This is not and this is not something that we should do. So how do we get out of a contract? What? Wow, this is Grawl, I <laughs> See, this is why I didn't want you to apologize for your thing, because I kind of did the same thing that okay. you did. Okay, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. I see, I see yeah. what you did right. there. I mm -hmm. see, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, okay. Maybe, hey, maybe Cherish and I should just also get into contracts nope. with Archfey. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, they don't, don't make deals with my kind anyway. The, oh, yeah, that's Besides true. that, well, you have don't the follow devil. our footsteps. I mean, you can follow my footsteps. I mean, but I lead from the rear, so, I mean... No. Is there any way we can like well, get Grawl out of this contract or Oh yeah. Yes? Yes. Well yeah. We Without, did obviously... talk to Omatep. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Josh, you go. You go better with words. Than what, did, what did uh, Omatep say? Well, um the options given his advice mm. was just do it, which clearly no, that's not one we're going to do. Yeah, um, kill the Cop Bayoun, which I'm not sure the feasibility on that one. Maybe. Hmm. Putting that <laughs> we, in are yeah. <laughs> we are level nine. We are level nine. We all look down uh, and not each other. Oh, I got a point there. <laughs> in my in my objective uh, in my objective leveling system that I have developed for all of us, we are level nine. Um, <laughs> uh, level nine. Okay. <laughs> we're all only level. We're all, okay. <laughs> or we could get leverage on the Kapayun somehow. Now, Grawl, mm. you have access to, in your words, a, a plethora. All knowledge, it seems. Right. Well, a lot of it. All recorded. A lot of it. Yeah. All recorded yes. knowledge. Yes. yes. Oh, so, just, just that. That's well. Here's the thing. I, I, I feel like the knowledge is collected and placed there, and it doesn't just like inherently just like someone writes something down and it poofs in there. I don't know if that's a thing yet. Well, yeah. So maybe you could try to find something in the archive that would give right. you leverage over the Kapayun. That would be a Going... good option, a good thing to try. It is on my list. It is number one right now. I just. Uh, what exactly? Girl, what exactly, like, if you can remember the exact words of the conversation with the cop Bayoun, uh, the words Cherish, are I think important. you're asking the wrong person. I, for you exactly are asking memories. the wrong person. I forgot what I had for breakfast this morning. Wait, I just remembered I didn't have one. You didn't have breakfast? No, I didn't have breakfast. 
Well, that's not good. You should eat something. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway. Do you haven't eaten anything all day? No. That's why you're not thinking oh. straight. This is yeah. super bad for you. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Not important. Your, your bad self-care aside. <laughs> Anyways. The, the, words, I, the, the words, words are very important. Why, why does the Kapayun want you to kill someone from House Adon? House, house Adon. Now under the name of House Lyodon, not sure. that big of a stretch there, took something very important to the Kapeun at some point. Very Ooh. long ago. Could okay. have been last week. I don't know. I think if... Okay, so another option might be... We take that thing, the thing back. back. What we figure out what that thing is. Thing. Well, again, I'm just... We have options. It's good to have options. Right. Plan mm -hmm. A through Plan A G, you know... Yeah. More would be good, but yes. Having options is important and good for situations like this that are super bad. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Anyways. Okay. Yeah, yep. this is good. We can figure out what that thing is and possibly depending on what it is, take it back and hopefully that's good enough. I guess we could talk to Darren Dunn. Uh he might know your sister stepsister he seemed to considering he told us about her yeah mm -hmm. neat we might girl did mm. he he said the second Sid's father's second born do we know that she's younger Hmm. I guess we don't. Yeah, Sid's just number 52. Or number two. Or two. Yeah, I don't know. Sid, do you want to die really quick? Nope, that's not an option. Let's I would one. love to see you try. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't because it wouldn't be hard. It just it'd be done. Okay, guys, guys. Okay, uh, fun. We're all having fun. Jokes, uh -huh. jokes are in the room. That's great. Shit, We're all having shit, a great I'm time and laughing something. and making no, jokes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I'm trying to remember. Uh, mm -hmm. Did. Darren say if they were an older or younger I, oh, I assume they... the implications seems to be that Siangela Angie to her friends uh, mm -hmm. did not come about until after Lucidian returned to Fair Ames here from his time out in the wider world right that was definitely the implication you don't have any absolute confirmation there if that's true, that's such a dog move. Like, oh, worst baby daddy ever. <laughs> okay, so we have some options. This is not an impossible situation. It's just very difficult. And I'm sure that we can get through this. Yeah, we've been through worse, mm -hmm. and we're level nine. I think we can handle it. I don't know what that means. I still think I should be higher. Well, do better, girl, and I will increase your I'm level trying. in my objective I'm leveling trying. system. Okay. All right, everyone needs to go down three levels, though. 
You heard him. You're all level six again. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no. Okay, well, how, get, good luck getting out of Fort Verge, idiot. <laughs> okay. So the plan is Grawl is going to research the connection between the Kapayun and Lucidian. Right. Or just House Adon in general. Or yeah. try to find something about the Kapayun that he can hold over its head and get out of the contract. Yeah. Without turning back into a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's a harder know, one to fix. Know. Right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 but we know now. We know now. Thank you. Thank you. But, Omotep. Yeah. And it's true. Sight. God damn it. It's twenty twenty. Oh god. It, worst. It also Anyways. that potentially the Kapayun won't um take his revenge by killing Grawl and, and yeah. eating him, yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, until we have that information, really any anything to be done about it. Exactly. So let's all just take a deep breath and maybe go drink a little. Hey guys. Mm, no. <laughs> Said what you were saying earlier. Ooh. Yeah. I don't think drinking good idea now. So I know that um, what I did was totally irresponsible and I don't fully understand the repercussions of it yet, but I'm going to spin this in a positive way. All drinks at this bar are now on the house for me. So, so could you just get a drink, grab it with your hand and then just hand it to one of us? I think so. I don't see why not. Is that in the contract? I don't know. I held up the contract. I mean, that's a pretty big loophole. I think it's just anything that would be on his tab. That would make sense. I need everyone except for Sid to give me perception checks. Oh, come on. Uh, That's a dirty 20. Nice. 15. 15. It's been. Oh, wait, sorry. 17. <laughs> 15. 15, uh, 17, <laughs> dirty 20. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Good job, you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is something you'd all notice then. Um, as you're like beginning to drill down and talk to Sid a little bit and he's waving around the contract, there's just like something about him has changed. Like you can't quite put your finger on it, but there's just like. It's the mustache. He's it? so. Oh yeah, I have a mustache. I forgot to just like his force of personality is just a, a little bit more present. Like when Sid talks, there's more of an inclination to turn towards him. When there's like uh, whatever his words are, there's just like a little bit more uh, gravitas. Gravitas, yeah, to him. Mm. Um, hey Sid, can I just say you're like super enigmatic today? <laughs> oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, Tirza, that's... you would notice that you swear Sid's ears got longer. Oh shit! Oh, fuck! Oh shit! 
like not by a ton, but just like they're definitely more pronounced and elvish in their appearance. Huh. I don't know how to mention that without sounding weird, so yeah, fair enough. just gonna yeah. store that one. But yeah, Sid apparently has a, a copy of the contract he signed last night. Turns out, not uh, extended uh, servitude, so that's good. Dodged a bullet with that one. Definitely good news. Yeah, and I, I scour through it again. Just remember there being a limitation on, like, I don't... It's definitely free drinks for me. And I, I go back to the, the section on, like, free drinks of the house. Um, and again, you, di- you did not uh, find that in the contract. You discovered that by ordering drinks. Right. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Could always go ask. Uh, well, I'll just go down and order a round of drinks for everybody. How about that? Um, can you? I, I, I have uh, my message. Ooh, yes, also. of course. Yeah. Uh, now, now, fine. Yeah. Great. I pull out the pocket watch. Kalkin might be in danger. Can you keep an eye on her and or see if she can check in with Cherish? It's 22. Great. I say that. And you cast sending, directing it towards the mayor of Blue Gulch. That is correct. Okay. There is a beat, and then you get a returned message saying... Glad to hear that all of you are finally awake and moving about. I will watch over Miss Ironstrike for you. God, what if we were all still asleep? <laughs> that would no. suck. Maybe we no. are. No. Oh, Maybe no. No, you want to know what I was thinking about just today? I was just like, what if we all just sit down and close our eyes and realize it all isn't real? And then we all wake up and we're all fucked. It's all fine. The that would be a trial very is finally over. Ending. Nope. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Foiled again. And now we're back to level six. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the mayor responded in the affirmative. Nice. Great. Okay. Round of drinks. Round of drinks. I'm not saying uh, we have to get shit faced. Like we can have no, like, one I, or two I drinks. We shouldn't, honestly. Um, I should probably eat food. Yes, oh. you should. <laughs> so, are just drinks on the house, Sid, or do you just, have just access? drinks? Damn it! Can I get a bloody mary with all of the fun bits on top? I think so. Absolutely. Problem solved. Great. By the time you're all coming downstairs, you'll find that the rift keepers are down there as well. There's still no sign of Darren Dunn, uh, but it is beginning to grow close to evening. Um, this place is starting to fill up a little bit. Glancing outside, you'll see that those ribbons of light are beginning to appear in the streets of Enclave. As you're coming downstairs, you see Arbidon has challenged a, a bear folk to an arm wrestling contest over at a table, and they're struggling mightily against each other. Canaeus uh, is placing bets. And over in a, uh, a corner, uh, 
in a table as far away as it can be from the bandstand. Uh, Etsuko is sitting down and she is reading that big tome of hers. Tears of wants to get in on this arm wrestling co- competition. Absolutely. I'm going to okay. go talk to Etsuko. Uh, as you watch the arm wrestling competition, the bear folk is like pushing, pushing, pushing towards Arbadon, but then he like pushes it back towards the center. And then as he's pushing, the bear folk is like pushing it back towards uh, the other side. And finally, Arbadon comes back up to the center, and they're both just like sweating, veins pumping from their necks, trading back and forth, positioning. Arbadon finally pushing over the top back towards uh, the bear folk side. And finally, with one massed mighty push, there's just a whoom, and Arbadon slams the bear folk's paw back onto the table. And there's the bear folk lets it like roar. Yeah! And Arbadon's like, ha 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 And Canaeus is collecting gold. Pierce does a golf clap. <laughs> Well, I just didn't want to clap really loud. No, she would, like, clap normal. I just didn't want to clap loud into the microphone. Not good. Uh, I hand oh. Arbadon a beer. He eats the whole glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I was hungry. <laughs> Thanks you mightily, and he just, like, he downs it like a shot. That's right. Nice. And he, uh, uh, he pulls a tankard out off of his uh, bandolier and he's like, next time, fill this one up. <laughs> Tirza will just, like, slide into the seat that the, the bear folk got out, out of and just, like, puts her hand down. This is either going to be really cool or really embarrassing. And uh, all around, there's a, a, a utterance of, ooh. <laughs> And uh, Kanaeus is like, all right, all right, place your bets, place your bets. What, 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 what's it? I mean, what? Tears is tough, but, like, that's a minotaur. <laughs> right, right, okay, okay. Um, so what, 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 what are we dealing with here? Are we, are we betting on Tears of? <laughs> trying, well, I... Desperately trying to figure out if I can do anything and... to help me with this. Arbidon is going to give you a raised, shaggy eyebrow and go, you serious? Yeah, it might be fun. <laughs> ah, like your attitude. And he'll like sit down in the like much larger chair across from you, places giant four-fingered hand out in front of you. Uh three fingers and a thumb, actually. Um, and his mm-hmm. arm is just like as big as your leg. <laughs> so so if we get on both sides of him, is she considered flanking at this? These are not attacks, but I like where you like your hands. No, 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 no. What if we tickle him halfway through? <gasps> Use your extendy arm. Oh, okay. And uh, apparently, uh, Arbidon is the favorite to win for those yeah. placing bets. Really yeah. surprising. Yeah. Uh, Canaeus is so. giving it uh, five to one odds on Tirza. All right. Okay. All right. Do you want to bet anything? Yes, I do. 
Let's get in poorly. How much are you betting? All of it. <laughs> no, I only, I only have 60 gold uh, left. There's only so many bad decisions that can be made at this bar. Okay? It's true. There's only so many bad decisions that can be made by this. How much are you betting? 30 gold. 30 gold on? Tears up. Okay. Nice. Oh, crawl. <laughs> uh, yeah, Arbidon will settle down in front of you and say, I knew some of you Jarashir folk must have been all right. <laughs> Let's see how you do. Let's see. Give me an athletics check. What it's do you not got? good. <laughs> it's not good, is it? That face says it's not great. That is a 26. Whoa. Because I shit you not, I rolled a fucking natural 20. Nice. I wish I was kidding. And there is just nice. like, there's this moment where you both clasp hands and Arbidon is giving you this like big sneery look like, okay, I'll try not, I'll, I'll go easy on you. Try not to hurt you. And just like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and Canaeus like chops down to signal the go. And yes, there is a sudden blur of motion and there's this <laughs> like, boom. And uh, Arbidon's arm is down, oh. and there's just a shocked silence. <laughs> and from behind you, the bear focus is going, Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Just like... Maybe from across the room. Maybe Ozzy Haka doesn't hate you that much. <laughs> Tears this was a just fight. Tears up. Tears up. Tears up. Tears I'm going to take a picture Tears of this. Up. Tears up. And Arbidon is like, that one doesn't count. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Uh, how, much, how much money did Brawl make off of that? Five to one, so. 30 times five. Oh, yeah. I wish I had money to a vet. Made 150 gold. <laughs> oh, man. Back on nice. top, baby. <laughs> um, good ideas over at this. No, I don't know that I can do that again. But <laughs> no, no, but we sure. got our winnings. We, we got our. Oh, you could take your winnings out. You don't have to. Oh, you don't have to do double or nothing. And yeah, uh, <laughs> Canaris will like look around and like double or nothing, double or nothing. And some people are just like uh, taking the bet because they just lost a shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah. But some some people are cashing out because they're like, I don't know which way this is going to go now. <laughs> so yeah, Grawl. Yeah, Grawl, cash out. You're good. Ca yeah. Cash out yes. or double or nothing. I'm I'm uh, Tirza. I believe in you. I really do, mm -hmm. and that's great. No, that was crazy. But that I, was like I just, I just, I just cashed <laughs> just in like, plenty, so I'm good. just like I'm adrenaline good. is going. Right. Tirza's just like this is that was awesome. And. Arbidon settles back down. He's got more of a focused look on his face now. His other hand, who's that's not gripping yours, like clenches the side of the table. He's like, "Okay, I'm ready for you now." You can do okay. this, Tirza. I'm gonna roll like a nat one. <laughs> okay. Eh, okay. Uh, that's a nineteen. 19, okay. Yeah, right as it starts, there's this, like, <laughs> sudden rush from Arbidon as he tries to slam you down. You hold him, but your hand is being pushed backwards ever so slowly. Give me another athletics check. 
21. You slowly push back towards the center, yeah. and Arbiton is just looking like, what is this child? <laughs> this five-foot-nothing yeah. piece of yeah. shit, are you kidding me? Yeah, I will remind everyone that Tirza is five feet and four inches tall. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Love having a plus six to athletics. Yeah, give me another athletics roll. Oh, that one was bad. That was a nine. The nine pushing you back towards the center, the veins bulging out of Arpadon's neck. Uh, and you can see like there's just like froth forming at the edge of his mouth. It's awesome. Athletics check again. That is the third four in a row that I've rolled for him. Oh no. Um eleven plus six, seven. I mean, he has a plus nine to athletics, so this is not a huge issue, but... Yeah. What did you get total? Seventeen. All right. Pushing him back towards his side. He's just like, no! As his arm is bending back on the ropes. You got this. Why didn't I take this bet? Come on. Uh, I just rolled another eleven, so seventeen. Seventeen. He pushes back up. This is an epic confrontation. Oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> Tears is just like, like, just having the best time. This is so much fun. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You are locked in the center. He also got a twenty-three. You're just holding oh it god. dead center, and Arbadon is just like. <sighs> His eyes kind of like starting to twitch. I'm imagining the table's cracking a little bit. <laughs> uh, at this like center center hold, Tirsa just like looks at him and says, "If I win, I promise I'll buy you a drink." Tirsa does the over the top thing, and Arbadon says, "And if I win, I'll find a beer that you like." <laughs> awesome. Uh, Eleven. And- Arbadon oh. will go into a rage so that he can get advantage on this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best use you of rage, honestly. Yourself. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and he rolled a 15 plus 9 is 24. So he'll begin Ooh. pushing you back. And he'll go like, oh, God. <laughs> and you can see that his horns are beginning to glow. And you see spiraling runes appearing. Because he has, I don't know if I described his horns last time. He has like longhorn, Texas longhorn horns mm-hmm. that like come mm-hmm. out to the side. Nice. And there's just this spiraling magical runes are beginning to glow along them. As he's just like pushing so himself. Cool. The foam That's is starting cool. to come out of his mouth. His eyes twitching. And yeah, he's pushing you back towards the table. So you're not quite back at midpoint yet, as you've had him on the ropes, but he's, like, slowly trying to make his way back. Another. Nineteen for me. And he rolled a natural twenty. Oh. oh let out a huge roar, and boom, slam you on the other side. Nice. Oh, man. But Tirza is just, like, laugh, like, just joyous laughter as he finally like pushes her over. <laughs> that was awesome. And there's just this, like silence in the room, and everyone goes Wah! and cheers, <laughs> and there's like a thunderous <laughs> applause and back slapping, and uh, everyone's going crazy. The people who stayed in the uh, 
in the betting are just like, yes, we got our money back. Um, <laughs> they, they like broke even. Um, and <laughs> nice. Uh, the people who got out uh, are just like, damn it. Um, and uh, Canaeus is just like <laughs> uh, giving you a laugh. <laughs> Uh, he seemed to have changed his bet halfway through because uh, he knew maybe Arbidon was going to try to cheat. <laughs> Not cheat, but just like access his inner strength. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, as soon as as, yourself. <laughs> as soon as he lets go, Arbidon will just like suddenly he's exhausted as he drops out of the rage. Uh, he just like sags in his chair and his horns stop glowing. And he's just like, holy crap. Uh, that was fun. We should we should we're, do that again. We're the sh- fiends are sh- here. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said beef, and then I was like, "That's really aggressive." <laughs> uh, so bad. <laughs> you. Uh, Tirza will, like, claps him on the back and says, um, like, thank you. That was a wonderful challenge, uh, matching of strength. I, I appreciate it a lot. Just, like, super genuine and, like, just had a good time. <laughs> and Arbidon staring at you just like, damn, girly. I haven't had to work that hard for an arm wrestle and well, never. <laughs> Well, now I want to go arm wrestle that guy. And she points to the bear, bear folk. And the bear guy's just like paws in front of his chest. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want none of whatever you're serving. That's awesome. Uh, So while all of this was going on uh, in the background of the cheering and the hooting and the, the ups and downs of that competition, Cherish went and talked to Etsuko. So all of that is happening in the background while you have this conversation. And I think every once in a while, Cherish will, like, let out a, Go Tirza! Um, <laughs> but, um... Wow. Uh, I kind of don't remember what I was going to talk to Tetsuko about now. <laughs> that was so good. Um... I I think I was just going to check in with her about about Darren. I know that she doesn't know him that well, but like just seeing if any of them saw him uh while they were out. Uh as you approach, she is reading from that giant tome. She will uh take what looks like uh I mean, it, what it is is a bookmark, um but it's made of several like pressed feathers and like flowers that have been all like pressed together into what Mm -hmm. looks like a a bookmark of some kind and she will place it in the the book and you as you like just happen to glance at it as you're approaching you can see that there are like magical diagrams and theorems in this what is clearly a spell book nice and she will close it as you approach and she's Um... she bows slightly as you come close. Hey! Hello, Cherish. Um, so I I know that you guys don't really know Darren 
done very well. And but did you guys happen to see him at all while you guys while you were out before you guys? I know that we got here back here earlier, but didn't see him at all after the incident. Ah, um, no, I did not see where Darren Dunn went after the incident, as you say. (sighs) It is somewhat heartening to know that we will be traveling with a dragon. They are powerful creatures, after all. Yeah, I wouldn't really count on that so much. No? Well, when we were in Wickmore's Landing, uh, we were attacked by some cultists. Ostensibly from the same cult who have been trying to open these realm scars. Um, And there was some sort of half-dragon creature that uh, tried to abscond with Darren Dunn, which is part of the reason that I'm kind of worried that he hasn't come back yet. Uh, and you said last night, an Abishai. A, a, t- a type of Abishai, yeah. Um, and he sort of, because he's drunk all the time, kind of fell on his face and didn't do anything. Mm. And he almost got kidnapped. So... I don't exactly have high hopes. It... Admittedly, I have only known Darren Dunn for a short time, but... In my observations, it seems as though he acts more drunk than he actually is. Yeah, I mean, it would probably take a lot to get him drunk. All things considered. I do not even know if it is possible for a dragon to become intoxicated. I suppose that's a good point. Admittedly, I have not studied much on the subject, but from what little I know, especially the older breeds are immune to most poisons. Alcohol Hmm. is a type of poison within the blood. It would stand for This is true. But again... Well, then, I do not know for sure. Yeah. That would be super shitty if he just pretends to be drunk and just falls on his face and does nothing to help people. Uh, I guess I would prefer to believe that it is possible for him to get drunk because the alternative is kind of a dick move. As you say. But no, I did not see where... Darren Dunn had gone to. If I'm to be honest, he... Well, I felt disquieted by his presence. That is perhaps because some part of me sensed his draconic essence. Mm -hmm. That he's saying something considering, and she will, like, gesture at her like, blue-skinned, giant, toothy face and horns. (laughs) Cherish kind of (laughs) chuckles. I am more accustomed to being the one who disquiets. Yeah. 
Jared kind of like doesn't gesture to herself, but sort of shrugs like, yeah, I get that. I'm not quite as intimidating, but hmm. you know. Yes, I suppose we both have our infernal heritages to thank for our appearances. Yeah. And then there's a, ah, as everyone cheers and explodes <laughs> in uh, a chorus of congratulations as in the background, yeah. Arbadon wins and uh, Etsuko will look up and say, your companion is quite strong. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's is just like, yeah, Tuesday is really strong and sort of gets like a little bit dreamy for a second. It's like, yeah. Nice. That is good. Where we are traveling will be very dangerous. Dealing with any realm scar is a trial, but these more recent developments of the realm scars expanding, especially after hearing your stories the previous evening, I fear we are walking into much danger. We could use all the strength we could muster. Honestly, I, I have to say I'm I'm excited to not be doing this you know, by ourselves this time and between eight people and it's I feel pretty good about this one. Nine, I guess. I suppose. Oh no, wait, it would still be eight. Seven. And then eight counting Darren. <laughs> Nine counting my shield guardian though. Indeed. And if we are lucky, perhaps there are more rift keepers in Fair Aemsir who had chosen to stay behind. That's true. It is where most of us are trained, after all. Yeah, it's something about the House Lyodon, I think, is what Zenerva said. Indeed. House Lyodon is responsible for, or members of House Lyodon are responsible for the education of Rift Keepers. So what makes them, I guess, I'm not qualified, that's rude, like what makes them qualified to do that? But um, I guess what is, like, they, did they like invent closing realm scars or are just they more equipped to deal with them for whatever reason? Or I am unsure. Members of their family have certainly mastered the art of it. And they are gracious enough to teach others, at the old mage's recommendation, of course. But they don't, like, tell you the backgrounds of it, or...? I am given to understand that House Lyodon was once more versed in planar travel before coming to the valley. Mm -hmm. Their older tasks seem to involve moving from place to place. Oh. And perhaps sealing the door 
behind them was part of that action. That makes sense. In all honesty, most of this is supposition, as I was not given to plumb the depths of their family records. Yeah, that they probably keep that stuff close to the vest. Yes, indeed. You are definitely welcome to ask the members of the house when we reach Fair Amsia. I would like to get a look at that library. I am unsure if it is an actual library that they possess. Hmm. Not all, not all knowledge comes in books, Cherish. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <sighs> I but think yes. maybe she even sort of says that under her breath. <laughs> Master Lucidian is quite knowledgeable about these things. I'm sure he will be happy to answer any questions you might have. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to kill a sister. I'm gonna. It's gonna happen. Well, I'm not sure if we should give Darren done until tomorrow, or if we should try sending him a message to his his watch or. I don't know. I mean, we kind of need him to get into Fairyams here, so... This is true. I would lean towards the side of patience. I'm not very good at that. Yeah. It is something you must learn, then, if you are to be a Riftkeeper. I mean, I don't have a watch. If you have no designs on such things, then perhaps you can throw patience to the wind, then. It's been working pretty well for me so far. <laughs> Indeed. And Maz will say in your mind, Oh yes, it's been working splendidly. Uh, as the evening begins to set in, well, that's not saying so much. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the evening begins to set in, uh, in proper, as night falls and twilight overtakes the town. Uh, things become much more bustling. As you noticed the day before, Enclave comes alive at night. And just as sunset hits... You can tell, not by the ring of clocks or the uptick in business, but by the fact that the lady of the house makes herself known. Apparently, the lady of the night and magic only appears when such things are abound. And she will go about her usual business, and you mark her movement. Try to avoid eye contact. <laughs> ooh, X, X, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Uh, okay. yeah. You guys, my X is here. As the night drags on, uh, people generally have a good time. The musicians begin playing very quickly after Mab makes herself known. It is a different band from the night before. This one is a 
a four-piece uh, string and brass ensemble with a singer at their lead. Uh, so there's more uh, melody and uh, vocal accompaniment to this night's music. Uh, anything else in particular you want to accomplish this evening? I want to try a lot of beers, all of which I hate. Okay. Uh, Arbidon is willing to buy you basically as many beers as you want until we find one that works for Tirza. None of them. <laughs> Tirza does not like beer. No. Rattlers? Oh, no. I'll have to roll for it. <laughs> That's a sour. They're okay. I rolled an 11. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't hate her to like this. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. I was going to say, you taste the Rattler and Arbidon is like on the edge of his seat and you're like, I don't hate it. And he cheers because that's a victory. <laughs> um... Cherish is going to try and wait up for Darren Dunn. Okay. Uh, the night progresses. You all get some drinks in you, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, tears are even by just, like, tasting uh, beers. Yeah. By the time you like get through most of the menu of the of the house, uh, there is a slight buzz going. Uh, That's fair. By sheer variety, you have managed to get a little bit drunk. My lips tingling, tingling sensation. Canaeus is definitely making little parties here and there, seeming to like encourage the the vibe of this place. Is just what he does when he's around. Yes. Uh, Arbadon eventually invites that same Bearvoke who he uh, arm wrestled earlier in the evening out into the dance floor to dance with him. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and they seem to have a a good time together. Um, good. To the point where later in the okay. evening you see the two of them going upstairs together. Nice. Hell yeah. Get some. Like. Apparently, Arbadon has a ritual when he uh, is about to go back out into the woods, and it involves getting laid. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fuck Fair yeah. Enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, as the night drags on, there's still no sign of Darren Dunn. Cherish, you wait up. Eventually, Etsuko goes to bed. I'm sure Tirza and her probably around the same time. They're both uh, <laughs> early to bed sort of people. Um, I don't know how late uh, Grawl and Sid stay up. Well, Grawl's got research to do. Okay. So Grawl goes to bed at a reasonable hour then. Mm -hmm. Sid? Um, I think Sid stays up. Okay. How long? Yeah. I don't know, a couple more hours past uh, Grawl and Tirza. Okay, uh, so it's approaching midnight when you start to 
drag a little bit and head up to bed. Yeah. And by that time, Cherish, there's still no sign of Darren Dunn. Um, and that, um, yeah. Yeah. Keep staying up? Yeah. Okay. I think at some point when, when like, the, the amount of people had started to die down, she, like, pulled out the book that she got at Omatep's just to try to keep herself awake. Okay. Um... As you're reading that book, still over in the the same table you were sharing with Etsuko before, so you're kind of like out of the way and farther away yeah. from the bandstand. Um, eventually, the place starts to empty a little bit. Uh, as you're watching, you notice the the lady of the house eventually going back upstairs as well. Um, over the course of the night, you saw two or three people partaking of the mana. Ugh, such a bad idea. And now that you know what to look for, there's just like, oh, it's very obvious now that you're aware of it. Yeah. And the people who drank it would just, like, go rigid and then walk straight out the door. Such bad news. Eventually, you're in a mostly empty bar the band is sort of winding down playing some slower jams um they're collecting their like check from the bar and uh Canaeus wanders over and uh places a mug of tea in front of you that's still steaming oh oh hi thank you no problem doing okay there kid yeah, just um, seeing if Darren Dunn's going to come back tonight. Mm. I'd call it even odds. He'll be back, though. Worst case scenario, he'll be back in the morning. Okay. Today rattled him some. That's for sure. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. It's tough seeing reminders. Reminders of what we lost. Of what everyone lost. And he'll like get a little bit of a distant look for a second, but then look back to you and say, That's why we gotta stay in the moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> He'll smile, bow, say, get some rest when you can. Yeah, I think I'll stay up another hour or so and head to bed. Okay. Canaeus leaves as well. The bar is slowly draining. Uh, eventually, the, the high elf bartender who was working the evening shift is... Uh, swapped out for a uh, a sleepy-looking halfling woman who was, like, cleaning up and, like, generally tending bar for the few people who are still in here. Uh, it is probably close to 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. This place doesn't seem to close, but it definitely slows down a little bit in the, the wee hours. Especially once the lady is gone. Yeah. 
just just as you are like closing your book and really your head is dipping as you're reading the words and like you found yourself reading the same sentence over and over and over again. Yeah. You've this is actually a pretty good primer on the hells. It's yeah. uh, a lot of good basic information and by that I mean you can derive from that everything you would from the DM's guide. <laughs> nice. It has some brief snippets about the Blood War as well, and I can go into that later, but for the most part it's just like broad yeah. generalizations about it, and some of the forces aligned against the Hells. It mentions a couple of demon princes. Mm-hmm. But it's at that point that Darren Dunn walks into this place. He is straight-backed, clear-eyed and as he walks in he runs a hand across his nose and it's just like looking around and this is the least staggery you've ever seen him and you can see that there's like red rims around his silver eyes Uh, Cherish walks up to him. And he is taken totally by surprise, because he's approaching the bar. You basically come up behind him. And as you're approaching, you hear him saying, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'd like a room. Um, and as you approach, he turns and, like, wide-eyed, he sees you. He says, oh, Oh, hey, Cherish. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What's up? I just wanted to say I'm sorry. I mean, I, I had no idea any of that was going to happen, but I'm, yeah, no, no, you I'm couldn't. sorry that. Yeah, no, you, you look, Cherish, you got nothing to apologize for. It's fine. I was just. <laughs> I've had a lot of my past dug up in the last couple of weeks. Stuff I thought was going to stay buried. I know. My kind, we don't adjust quickly very well. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I don't want to make you more upset, and, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to. <laughs> I'm not sure what you could do to figure make out. me more upset, Cherish. I was <sighs> you are important to us in 
ways that are necessary for what we're doing in the valley, but also you clearly care about Sid very much and I just I need you to focus on what's happening right now we all do yeah yeah no I know I'm getting my head on straight And with what happened in Wickmore's Landing, you you can't just can't just wander off for a whole day. I know that you were on your own getting up here, and I'm sure that everything was fine, but there's just so much more going on. And we all need to be more careful and alert. I had a similar conversation with Sid today about his stupid thing he did last night. And as you're calmly but gently yet firmly somewhat berating him a little bit, he gets this big, stupid smile on his face, and you can see tears beginning to well at the corners of his eyes. And he says, I need to be better. Y that's, yeah. That's just what she always used to say. Yeah. Oh, you you might very well be Valmarad Race's daughter. <laughs> oh gods and demons, I need a drink. But I'm not gonna have one. I'm gonna go to bed. I am too. Excellent. Excellent. And he's like trying to hold some emotion down. You can see him swallowing his half elvish features. Normally, this like half-shaven, disheveled look is a little bit more crisp. I wouldn't call it clean, per se, but he's definitely holding himself in less of a, a frumpy manner. His long coat hanging about his ankles, his, uh, his boots tied properly for the first time since you've seen him. <laughs> And he will say, "Sleep well, cherish. Get some, get some rest. We've got a big journey starting tomorrow." Yep. Uh, 
try to be sober for it. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Good night. Sleep well. And he finishes getting a room. And in the first for the first time since you've known him, Darren Dunn does not pass out wherever he finishes drinking for that night. He walks upstairs and he goes to sleep in a bed. But not before emptying his pockets of a lot of platinum on that bed, just to make him feel a little bit more comfortable. Oh. <laughs> oh, dragons. And he says to himself, baby steps, baby steps. That evening, you all get what rest you can. The seventh of so having passed, you find yourselves creeping into the eighth and the beginning of your journey into the Eastwood. But that night, I think someone needs to go check in on something in a library. Uh-huh. Grawl, when you fall asleep, you go down, down, down those spiral stairs. You find the door at the bottom that inevitably leads out into the dream archive. The presence of Mott nearby, a familiar one. Your specters lined up, prepared to do your bidding in tonight's sojourn into its winding depths. And what are you trying to find? Hmm. I'm going... You muted yourself. Uh... There we go. Anyway, um, I am going to look for information um, not specifically... Um, can I cross-reference in this? Like, look, like, uh, can I control F to find in the page here? Um, um, I want to look for um, Archfey information, specifically the, the Cop Bayon, but look for references for its dealings on, like, with elves, specifically, and House Adon. Okay. Give me an investigation roll. Okay. Come on. Fuck me. I can't roll anything above like a 10. Yep, that is uh, as a 10. Okay. As you are moving through the archive, finding uh, bits of information. You know where to find information about House 
Adon. It starts before the gap where magic went mad. Mm-hmm. Beyond that point, they're called House Lyodon. In that era, there are bits and pieces of information about how they interacted with the Archfey. The Archfey on a whole from that time seemed to be more wild, more intense. The interactions you've had with Archfey thus far have been very mild, all things considered, based on your readings. You're not getting the information you're looking for. You're not quite sure about how they have ever interacted with each other, the Cotbane specifically, but everything you're reading about the Archfey of that time is much more vicious, much more bloody, much more... just more, more everything. They seem to have been diminished in some way since coming to the valley. Eventually you do find a reference to the Kapayun, though it is not in the context of House Adon. And the thing you read about is a creature that delights in transforming mortals into mice to hunt them. A creature that, if it can be swayed into telling a story, is more than likely going to tell that person how they or someone close to them is going to die, and that is what will cure their malady, but the knowledge that they gain from the story will be ultimately their destruction. Makes you question the story that the Katbeyun told you a little bit, though you've perhaps mm -hmm. already seen the ramifications of that. But yes, everything you read seems to indicate that the Archfey you're dealing with now have somehow been lessened. Hmm. As while you're coming to those conclusions at a research table somewhere in the center of the archive, you hear a knocking. Knuckles on wood coming from somewhere nearby. Um, I want my, I want my posse with me. I want my blood. I want my, my, my hemogoblin, uh, walking with me just mm -hmm. for maximum effect. Um, I'm going to go find that knocking. Moving out of the clearing in the stacks, you are immediately confronted by a door made of black wood that you've never seen before. Uh, is it just a door? Is there... There's a door with a dark knob on the left side 
and it shakes very lightly as there's a knock on it. Is there a keyhole? There is. Can I look through the keyhole? Duh, that's the horror movie thing. Don't do that. Not like scary. super close. I'm not going to be like... It'll be you know, so scary on the other side. Stay back for like, you know, a couple feet. Peer through. You look through the keyhole from a couple feet away? Yeah. I don't want to get stabbed in the eye. I've seen horror movies. From a few feet away, all you see is a darkened keyhole. Okay. I'm going to knock back on the door. What's the rhythm with which you knock? Um, It's not shaving the haircut because that's ridiculous. Um, uh, let's just give it um, two beats and then a, like a long pause and then a third a third one. And then there's a pause, and then there's a knock, knock, knock. Okay. Um, do I get any sort of like feeling from Mott watching this happen at all? Mott is always nearby. I, yeah, he's nearby, but I don't know. Ah, damn. Okay. Um, I do the ghosts give any sort of response, or are they just there, just kind of just ghosting? They are simply hovering behind you, waiting for their next command. Great. Um, what happens if I touch the? Is there a knob handle mm -hmm. kind of thing? There's a knob. Okay. okay. Is made of dark, stained brass. Okay. Touching it, nothing happens. You touch it? Mm-hmm. It is cold to the touch. Does the... If I pull on the handle... As you grasp it, there's that sensation of slight wiggle from the other side as though something else has also grabbed the other side. Does it feel like the... Like, when I was having a conversation with myself and punching myself in the face... No. A little bit? It's just that okay. sensation of grabbing a doorknob and knowing that somebody else has grabbed the other side of it, that you cannot see them. Oh, I'm so worried. I know, I know what's on the other side. Yeah. Um, can I look through closer at through the keyhole now? Now that I'm up next to it. You slowly lean down, crouching till your face is just in front of the the keyhole beneath the brass knob. I'll ask who's there. Your eye pressed close to the keyhole. 
Yeah. Like, where's my sanity dice or some bullshit? As you lean close and ask who's there, a voice on the other side will say, Someone who requires an invitation. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, great, cool, lovely. No invitation for you, sir. Thank you. Good day. Busy. Um, Please try again at a different time. Uh, I'm saying all this through the, the keyhole. Mm -hmm. And even as you say that and stand up, the door begins to fade and disappear. Having denied the knock of Phineas Finebrook. Somewhere else... Perhaps it is in the Tempest Rest Valley, but it is difficult to determine these things. It is certainly not in the Dream Archive, where Grawl restlessly goes back and forth with the research materials at his disposal. It is certainly not in the City of Enclave, where the Threadless slumber restfully where the Rift Keepers hope for the best in their next day's journey, where a dragon is beginning to try to find some semblance of peace with a past that has torn his innards to bloody shreds. It is certainly not there. We find ourselves on the other side of a black door. Low flames lick at soot stains on a wall, blackened braziers, one of them with a weird warped leg off to the side, stand to either side of a strange twisting statue at the bottom of a strange, twisting labyrinth. There are smears and stains on the stones around this place. A battle long since fought. But new stains form a diagram at the base of that statue. Dark red, old blood. The bodies used to create this diagram are heaped to one side. Phineas Finebrook, his jacket placed delicately off to the side, stands at the center of this diagram, his sleeves rolled up, his arms covered in strange symbols that only Grawl would be able to read. From his 
elbows to the tips of his fingers, written with his own two hands. His upper lip trembles into a snarl as his arms lower and his eyes roll back to reveal his pupils, his frustrated expression becoming a low, guttural roar that echoes in this empty, dead place. Yet another failed attempt by Dr. Phineas Finebrook to enter the archive. There are prices that he has paid for this, and bargains he has made. But we won't find out what those are this time, because, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at MattComRPG, that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Yes, we do. You can find me on Twitter, at Elliot C. Lewis. Manipulating your step-parents is easy and fun, kids. Yeah. Um, I don't actually feel as bad since like half of that was him wanting to do that on his own, but yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. So remember how we all agreed at the beginning of this game that we were not going to become an evil party. Elliot. Um, I don't think we agreed to that. I think we agreed that we weren't going to start out as an evil party. <laughs> um, oh, should have looked at the fine print. Damn it. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am also on Twitter at CryoutOlivia um, where I post choice tweets. Come hang out and see them. Alright. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Readamus. Um Gosh. Uh, you know, I think Grawl needs some pointers about how to properly convey information. So if you have any <laughs> pointers about like make good eye contact, plant your feet, um, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, you know, yeah, cue cards. So, just like, if y'all want to write his next speech for him, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, instead of contacting me on the internet, there, uh, what you can do instead is rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're consuming it with. Uh, and when you do... Uh, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of, and we'll more than happily include that NPC into the campaign. This is true. What a strange random happenstance. Hmm. 
And of course, you can find me on Twitter at MKKergunny, where I am always happy to talk about the dark depths to which Phineas Finebrook will go to inevitably get access to that which he most desires. Maybe if he wasn't such an asshole. I know, right? Dude, the dude can send me a letter. The dude can invite me to tea. I don't need to just show up magically at the same place as him to have a conversation like humans, <laughs> which I'm not, but that's fine. Yeah, I think he should realize that, like, he, there are better strategies. Like, because Grawl almost, like, when we were in Stormhaven, Grawl was almost just like, yeah, sure, take my warlock power. <laughs> You don't know that. <laughs> it wasn't that close. I was like, I'll think about it pretty heavily. And of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because even when his past is catching up to him, uh, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, as always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.